And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to the Iowa Talk Guys podcast. I'm your host, Theo. E-Rock. TP? That's right. You're stuck with me tonight, but that's not bad news because Hank from 643 Conspiracy Podcast, downriver from the talk guys on the banks of the mighty Mississippi, reached out to TP on short notice for a roundtable discussion. Unfortunately, E-Rock and TP were not able to make it, so you're stuck with me. But myself, Hank, Chef Kyle from the Sunday Night Secret Society out of SoCal are pleased to bring you a long-form discussion about anything and everything. I'm also pleased to say that I think we planted the seeds for a long-term relationship here with these guys, and it was an absolute pleasure, the discussion that we had. And I can't say enough about those guys. They're good dudes. There will be more to come between us. However, put this one in your pipe Smoke it, chew on it, devour it, enjoy it. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your co or your host, Hank. I'm going to be flying this plane solo tonight. My boy Drew, he's unavailable due to work, but I guess that's to be expected when you're in South Florida detective getting it in. Like, you know before we jump into anything i'm gonna send you over to purepetwellness.com nico and his family have a small company that they own and operate you can get your kitties or your little puppers the the best line of cbd products that you can find on the market for an extremely amazing price if you go over there and enter promo code 643 at checkout, you're going to get 20% off every time you go. So go check them out at purepetwomens.com. And then if you're into soap, I got a line of conspiracy soap you might be interested in. Go to dangerousworldpodcast.com and you'll catch up with Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast and Ryan Dean. Their line of conspiracy themes, soap, it's, it's great stuff. I'm, I'm about to be placing another purchase because I'm down to my last bar. I love it. My wife loves it. It's all organic. They say you can eat it. I don't suggest doing that. Probably probably won't end well for you, but it shouldn't kill you. So there's that. Go check out that. So with the housekeeping out of the way, we're back with another dugout session. I know it's been a while, but here we are, and I am 
extremely honored to welcome our first guest of the evening from the Iowa Talk Guys podcast, Mr. Theo. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. The honor is all mine, Hank. Thanks for having me. I apologize that the other guys can't be here. Hey, it's all good. I'm sure we'll be catching up soon in the future. And then from the Sunday Night Secret Society podcast, we got my boy, my brother, Chef Kyle, in the house again. How you doing, bro? Oh, doing well. You know, another beautiful Friday night, another beautiful uh, uh, chance for me to to hop on the dugout session with you. So thank, thanks again for having me, brother. Happy Friday. And I'm sorry to do this. Happy fucking birthday, Hank Dog. <laughs> thanks, Happy man. Happy birthday. Thanks, thanks fellas. Uh, we might have some more people straggling in the door as we go but for right now gentlemen it's just us it's like like chef said it's a great friday uh lots been going on in the world lately but i've been trying to stay just as positive as one could stay in this world and it's not too hard to do when you're getting ready to watch the playoff baseball high school football's in mid-swing college football's officially going all the way the nfl season's underway it's it's a good time to be a sports fan in the world. Amen. I actually sure is. go Hawks. I was listening to you guys earlier before we hit the hit the hit the button, and uh, I, I need to start digging into a little bit more college football. But I, I do pay more attention to the NFL. Um, I think partially due to the fact that I, I do play fantasy football, and most of the leagues, most of the people that I know play NFL fantasy rather than. Uh, college ball but yeah man it's a it's a beautiful time to be a sports fan i'll tell you that yes sir yes sir i've got my little cousin playing his high school football game tonight on the phone going right now they're demolishing nice 33 to nothing early in the second quarter gotta love it my my, sorry my cousin's the center and the coaches for the last two years. That's a, that's a skilled position right there. Uh, did he did he say a center? Yeah, he's the center. Yeah, center, oh, man. center, center. I, I thought you said center. <laughs> a, no, a center. Okay. A center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, the, yeah. he's the center. And, um, <laughs> he's the only player on the team that knows every play of the playbook for every position on the field on both sides of the ball. Like, he is incredibly that- smart. He's a massive human. He's like six seven, six eight. He just needs to bulk up. He's probably 230, 245 right now. But if he put on man, he's he's gonna be a beast wherever he goes to college because he's got the brains. I mean, he's a straight, straight A 4.0 student. He's gonna go wherever he wants to go if he chooses to go play college football somewhere. And if he's not gonna go put on that that uh cardinal and white and call them hogs, then I wouldn't mind seeing him repping the old black and gold up there in our, with our northern brothers and I. There we you know, go. Like, yeah, alignment, well, we'd love to see that too. And I'll it. tell you what, I was just no, no. I was gonna say, um, being a center, something that that seems to work at least with with uh, centers that go to Iowa is uh, wrestling is a big help in when football's down. Sure. So uh, we got. I think there's one guy in the NFL, NFL right now that, that's a center from Iowa, and he wrestled too. In fact, what's the dude's name? Uh, Tristan Wirfs. Familiar with that guy? Yeah. O lineman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, they're from pretty close to each other. I'm trying to remember that Linderbaum, Tyler Linderbaum, is the other guy. Yeah, I've heard. And of him. Uh, 
There's a video. There's a great video of Linda Bomb pinning Worfs. Like in 15 seconds. It's wild. But wrestle great for center too because you know you got all that balance and whatnot. And man, like I said, center is a skilled position, sure. in my opinion. And you know, Jason Kelsey, God bless that beautiful man. Uh, fly Eagles fly. By the way, um, he's showed the whole world that you don't need to be some big four hundred pound hog Molly to be a center. He, you know, coming out of Cincinnati, he was highly criticized for being an undersized player and all he's done is become arguably the best center in NFL history. I played a little bit of rugby, very little bit. I'm no good, but I learned real quick that the big, big guys, they're easy, man. You just put your shoulder into them low, wrap up those legs and they go down. The small guys, they'll freaking hurt you, dude. They will get low and you'll feel your testicles hurt all the way up in your stomach. <laughs> I think Jordan Maialata might have been the exception to that rule. I, I I had highly, I had some serious questions for the Eagles front office. It must have been about five years ago when they drafted Jordan Maialata, this rugby player who has never even touched an American football, but they thought that From they New Zealand turn, or something? Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he was – I actually think he was from New Zealand. He was either from New Zealand or Australia, but he's a six-foot-nine just behemoth of a man that can sing <laughs> fucking uh, alto. He's a beautiful dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's – That's wild. They, they He literally had just been killing it in rugby and had never played American football, and the Eagles front office thought that they could turn him into – a a offensive lineman and i'm sitting here thinking put him in as fullback he would be better than oh, Michael yeah. style he would love just the be fullback killing <laughs> it and and the, but they you did know, now I'm, he's one of the best i can't stand by if you talk about all stop i can't mean, talk Allstott about all was, was special like that, brother <laughs> but he would have been the most <laughs> explosive fullback since all stop i'd have said that I'm just. I was with just you, watching some all star highlights the other day. That's Iconic another black and golden pads. College just... man at Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Old school. The definition. What you got? Don't there. give up. What are you drinking, Hank? Oh, I got me a a, a Dolceckis. I was thinking about going all right, and getting there you me go. a little bottle of rum earlier, but I I. I, I said I, I wanted to uh, make it more than a, an hour or so tonight, so we're going <laughs> to stick to the few Dos Equis I had in the fridge. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. No, but I've, I've really, you know, it's been, of course, it's been another disappointing season for Arkansas. We uh, let two games in a row get away from us that we absolutely shouldn't have lost. We should be 4-0 with a – a win on the road at ranked LSU mismanagement miss mismanagement in the second half is the only reason we didn't win that football game. Um, you sound like had, an Iowa fan, dude, I don't dislike <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> I don't dislike them, man. Uh, <laughs> they burnt all three of their timeouts. They burnt. It was one of, I think it was the first or second possession after the halftime whistle. 
Arkansas was down in the red zone. They had done went forward on fourth down and ran a fake punt. They done got down in there further, and because of a couple of penalties, because of a couple of potential delay of game, Sam Pittman had to burn two timeouts on that one drive early in the second half, and then they ended up before they even made it to the fourth quarter had to burn the third one. Teams just not. I mean, it's hard to hear in Death Valley, sure, but at the end of the day, Arkansas shoots themselves in in the foot with penalties week in and week out. It's something that's been consistent since week one. It's really disappointing because we've got the players and the players have the skill to not only win the SEC West, but come in a really good-looking second to Georgia for the whole SEC. Um. Would 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 be more than willing or more than deserving of a playoff spot come next year. This team would be without the penalties and without the mismanagement of time and 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 the such. It's just really disappointing because you know with with KJ coming back for one more year, with Rocket Sanders coming out for one more year, who still hasn't been on the field since the first game. They haven't been in here, babe. Sorry, fellas. Dogs are in here raising hell. No, you're fine. No, I ain't talking about your pet wellness. Did you catch anything? What was that? (laughs) He wants some of that doggy CBD. Uh, (laughs) Did did you catch anything from uh, Iowa at Penn State last week by chance? The slaughter? No, I was... was too busy crying in my pillow after we lost to LSU. Sure. Yeah, so it was the uh, the worst Iowa football game I've ever watched. Thankfully, I was in good company over at my brother's house. But um, I think it was 31 nothing, Penn State. And uh, Penn State ran more plays than Iowa had yards of offense. It was, oh, uh, it was crazy. Lord. Never seen anything like it, but oh, the news is it's just football. So, oh yeah, I mean the, yeah, it was wild. <clears throat> Arkansas could but, make a bowl at five hundred, and if they play in Memphis again, I'm gonna go see them again, and I'm gonna call those hogs like they're undefeated, undefeated playing for the Natty. <laughs> this is life of we, a, uh, life of a race. Past two years, fan. we played Kentucky. Yeah, I hear you. They had a lot of good teams back in the day, particularly. I mean, I mean, it's been a while since Arkansas has had those those Arkansas teams. Sure, that, I was in high school. I, you know, I grew up hearing about. Yeah, I remember. You know, yeah. back when back before Bobby Petrino took that took that midnight ride on that Harley and with that bimbo, we were number two in the country, poised to win the win it all. <laughs> And yeah. and he just he had to go get on that Harley. He couldn't have took his car. Nobody cared that he was boinging her. Nobody cared that he and you know pulled some shady strings to get her hired on in Arkansas because he had us number two in the country. And then he just he just had to go get on. Yeah, that you Harley. can get away with stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Especially at a place that hasn't won in you know 30, 40 years. But did y'all did y'all right. hear about this this uh this thing that's been coming up lately with I don't know if y'all remember hearing some earlier in the year Ron DeSantis and Disney 
were going back and forth. Uh, when yes, when DeSantis started blocking certain stuff being taught in the schools, when he started taking more conservative stances and Disney wanted to start speaking out about it, the whole don't say gay bill thing was a big thing. And uh, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis was like, all right, you opened your mouth. You want to you want to jump into the political world? Well, you know what? Here, you, you know what? You don't get those tax breaks that you enjoy anymore. I didn't know this until earlier today. Well, they were Disney fought back with a clause that goes back to a 1692 British Bill of Rights. What? Exactly. I didn't know that. hear that. So here's a News Nation article. It's it's a couple of months old, but it says in an effort to resist efforts by DeSantis to ex- exert control over the park, Disney's current board passed an agreement that will dramatically limit the power of a new DeSantis appointed board that includes a reference to King Charles. Under the new agreement, Disney will not need the board to approve new projects or development rights uh, until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. What the fuck is this piece of shit? So basically, what they just said is until when King Charles dies, 21 years later, that's when they have to submit to Florida law. It's the last it's, descendant of King Charles. So the last. Oh, yeah. That's like, what I thought. I heard oh, yeah. yeah. Until 21 years after even the death of that. the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III. Huh. We'll be gone. That's, I think that's the point of that is what that sounds like. Wow. Sounds like some lawfare BS to me, man. But that's what these guys do, right? They play these games. They get all their lawyers involved. And the accusation I heard, though, was that the land that Disney World sits on in Florida is owned by the crown. Now, I haven't been able to validate wow. that fact, but that was the accusation made. The accusation, or they also uh, accused washington dc the land that it sits on to still to this day be owned by the crown so like i said i haven't been able to validate either of those statements but i haven't found anything that hasn't been like no it's not owned by the crown i always heard that um you know after the revolution and the establishment of, of constitution in the united states of america I don't know if it was like the War of 1812 or whatnot, but yeah, it's like the the powers in Europe boss back type of a deal. And would that surprise you? No, um, I'm I'm one of those guys that's always late to the party when it comes to watching series on streaming platforms. Like when everybody else in the world is watching it, I don't want to watch it just so I can be a part. I don't want to be a part of that. Oh my God. Did you talk? Did you listen to the new episode? (laughs) Hold on now, bitch. I wait years. Okay. Like I'm just now catching on to the tutors. 
and is it's 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 a decent series you know i've definitely watched worse but there was a episode not not too long ago i watched where the pope had said that instead of rejecting he was and he was referring to henry tudor the king of england at the time instead of rejecting his wishes outright why not give them the illusion that we gave them what they wanted? What if the British crown, when America was quote unquote colonized and rev- revolutionized, what if the crown took that same principle and was like, instead of just fighting them and rejecting what they want why not why don't we just give them the illusion of that they got what they want so if they do own the ground that washington dc sits on because we all know that dc is not a city it's not a state it's a territory very horrible (laughs) territory i've been there personally it smells like shit in washington dc oh yeah it's not a nice it, it would it would make sense that 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 would be the crown giving us the illusion that we actually revolted and were successful and that we are a separate nation when we all know that and we can tie strings to several different whether it be the Jews whether it be the the you know the 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 British crown there's there's Somebody has a story for somebody having hooks in America. We're not just of our own. I think it's clear to see that we're really not as separate and independent as we think, as we've been led to, especially my generation. And, you know, we, you know, Chef, you've heard me talk about it dozens of times, but, you know, 10 years old watching 9-11 go down and then we have to pretty much grow up through our most formidable years under the, guys of america good the rest of the world bad yep and the rest of the world wants to kill Mm -hmm. you and all this that and third and then you get you finally get grown and you just realize that none of what you were told is true none of the people that you thought actually had power have anything close to it they're just puppets that you'll never really know the names of the people who actually have the power because if you know their name i'm convinced they're not the ones with the power they might have some power but it's not the power and so you know it's just it's just it's just wild to think about that maybe the crown legitimately has a foothold still in america physically that we can that we call the nation's capital. <laughs> I mean, how coincidental. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That literally yeah. would not surprise me at all. Uh, I mean, does it does that sound more far-fetched say... than we went to the moon? <laughs> no. Because that sounds pretty wild to me, man. You, we went to the moon. I don't know. I mean, what's your what what you know, what what do you what do you think about all that? You asking me? Yeah. Yep. Um, so going back and tying into that, somehow we were, I don't know if it like birds back um, is the right, but 
I've always kind of had a, a very loose hypothesis that with such close ties to the, the crown and the that if there was sort of backdoor shadowy agreement to purchase the colonies back, because think about the first world war and the second world war, the second world war primarily is where we really learned the industrial and manufacturing powerhouse that the United States is. We have our own fuel. We have our own oil. We can build stuff. We used to be able to back then, right? Yep. Yep. Build build stuff quickly, build a lot of it quickly. And, um, you know, I remember hearing my grandfather tell me that, um, that these, the, the German Panzer tank was superior to the Sherman tank of the U.S. The problem was that as soon as the Panzer destroyed Sherman, there were not that many Shermans to go grab, right? So, what if the U.S sort of became the new military colonial wing of the European powers, primarily the UK. So we don't need British kids to go die on far off continent anymore. We don't need stupid peasant colonists from Arkansas or California or Iowa instead. Sure. That's yours. That's my theory. I mean that's a can't prove it. Can't can you can't can't be disproven though, can it? It's just, I think that you know they don't have to spend fourteen billion dollars on their own aircraft carrier. We can do it. Sure. On all prep. <laughs> Had our fucking women doing it. Put the yeah, men through the meat grinder and then put the wives in the factories while the state had the children. And uh, kill off a bunch of testosterone, right? They're definitely doing that now, and especially when it comes to, I mean, how this kind of ties back into Disney. Um, there was... From what, I, what, I, what I've heard is that Disney is doing some really nasty shit and what they're doing is is they're popping up all over the United States these uh these little clinics and they're they're Disney owned clinics or Disney sponsored clinics and if you go into this clinic right and this is for this is for children this is not for adults to my knowledge um you go in there for a consultation so that you can have a consultation, excuse me, a consultation to do a uh, a, a gender switch or, or what have you, right? And so if you go in there just for a consultation right. and you decide not to get anything done, you are going to receive one free year of, of uh, Disney+. Plus. Now, if you decide to go through with the procedure mind you these these puberty blockers that they're handing out are all disney themed right so if you're a little boy and you want to become a little girl you're going to take the cinderella themed puberty block and vice versa you're a girl going in and you want to be a boy you might get like a robin hood or you might get a prince charming bottle um, they give you that woody 
the sky. They get there. You go. They're gonna give you that Woody. They're gonna give you that Disney. They're gonna give you that Pixar. And if you go through <laughs> with the entire thing, you get a one year pass to any Disney resort, I believe, in the United States. So that goes back to England, the 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 ties to possible Washington D.C., possibly the land that Disney is sitting on in Florida, and then back to your point, Theo, of making us more feminine, less testosterone. There you go, bang, 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 bada yeah. bing, bada boom. To me, it's pretty simple. Americans wouldn't want to do this to themselves. So it's pretty obvious that we were infiltrated decades ago and that slowly over time, generationally, certain people were put in power that weren't Americans and they have constructed our nation's path to their will, which is to decimate us at every level. Families can't be families. You can't live in the country. You got to eat bugs. While Bill Gates pours in the genetically mutated virus, jab carrying mosquitoes on you, um, while your kids can't be your kids, they've got to be not only the village's kids, but more importantly, their kids. They be in the government. That's what they've said. They're their kids. I, I don't care. Kareem Jean-Pierre be down, fucking Hillary Clinton be down. My kids are not their kids. But, you know, it's there, there's a concerted effort that's been going on for years to get us to where we are now. And I don't think it's too late yet to stop the progress and, and get back on the path. But this window is not going to last forever. And if we don't do something about it, start doing something about it anyhow now there won't be a later to fix because once our military is completely comprised of people who are more worried about their individual feelings and quote-unquote rights than they are with laying down their line for the flag that's on their shoulder we're fucked anybody could come over yeah. here and just Walk right in. It's going to be up to guys like us to fight for our homeland. But you got to understand if we're we we get mainland invaded by a serious force, if if China and Russia really want to team up and come over here, there's only so much that we can do. Especially if the military is not going to military. They're we've, not military. Uh, we've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're good, brother. You're good. Y'all just did some shows about this, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we, um, yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, there is the private firearms issue that, that's being eroded. Um, I don't, I don't think that Russia and China, and we have talked about this a lot on our podcast that I don't think the the past 20 years since 9-11, while the United States has been messing around over in the Middle East, tp has been deployed there. He's talked about that plenty of times on sure. our podcast. Watching. They've been learning. For something, another thing that we've brought up a ton of times is that, that stupid freaking China balloon 
That thing probably like a few hundred thousand dollars at the most. But remember how they shot those missiles at him? Yep. Mm-hmm. At it? One of them went off astray, like over Michigan or whatever. Those yeah. things were like a million bucks a pop. Sure. So you've got a few hundred thousand dollar weather balloon, one million dollar, and if only with one, spent two million dollars to their few hundred thousand dollars. That's an insolvent equation. It's it doesn't work for us. What what would happen if you just used one of those weather balloons and EMP'd us? I'd have been over or EMP'd us a bunch of different. It's incredible how vulnerable America really is. You know, you think about it. Yes, sir. Like you said, a couple of well-placed balloons with EMPs that don't even have to come close to the ground could completely cripple the entire nation. And well, then, and then that's chaos. even before we start running. That's even that's before we run run out of food. How many people are freaking out because their phone doesn't work? They're freaking out because their phone work. We haven't even run out of food yet. Yep. Then it gets really bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't think it would take too much. Sorry, I think there we have a little bit of a delay here, but I had a uh a guest on named Tommy Dimmel. He's on uh, Instagram and we were talking about kind of similar stuff to, to this, but one of the things that he had mentioned regarding something like this happening, we got, we got food issue, right? We have cell phone issue, right? We have banking issues. Like if EMP crash, you're not gonna be able to go pull no money, excuse me, no money out. But what about this? What about pharmaceuticals? What about people that are dependent on certain pharmaceuticals right if you're a little loopy like myself yes um i don't i do not depend on any uh on any medication but there are some that that do need that medication to keep them i guess grounded i don't agree with any of that but anyhow uh but my fiance for instance is diabetic and she has to have her insulin if she doesn't have her insulin there's a good chance she's fucked so you talk about these people and mm-hmm. and also people that are dependent on like Xanax that have been dependent on Xanax for X amount of time. And then all of a sudden they don't get they don't they can't get their Xanax or their opiates. Maybe they're dependent on opiates and they can't get their fucking opiates now because all the systems have crashed. You want to see fucking zombies, bro. That that's that's where they're going to that's where the zombies are going to be popping out of. We'll bump and that I, down one level. You bet. The shit's already hit the fan. There's no hospitals to go to. You don't you don't know how to procure antibiotics and you get shot in the leg. It's not fatal, but you're shot in the leg. It's a through and through wound or you get stabbed or you get cut hopping a fence. Now you might have tetanus or you step on a nail or a rusty piece of metal falls on anything. What the fuck are you going to do then? You might be Billy Badass in the middle of the city when everything's going on, but now now you're going to tell me a little cut, a little boo-boo going to kill you? Because I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to piss on it. <laughs> no, no, but there's, you know, there's, 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 there's situations that people will never think about in a, in a typical prepper scenario. What are you going to do if you, get, you step on a rusty-ass nail 
or something. You, when's the last time you've had a tetanus shot? Now me because I'm a, I'm a I'm a fuck up and I cut myself and hurt myself at work all the time. I've I've had a couple of tetanus shots a few years in a row. I'm I'm good for a few years. So, but but how many people just get tetanus shots? I should go get one. You know, and that and it's crazy to hear people that Not are conspiratorially high. minded talking about I need to go get a tetanus shot when when we spent the last three years preaching against a, a shot. But it it's you get the sniffles. You get a you get a pretty severe sinus cold, you know, sinus infection or ear infection, or if you get an abscess in your tooth, you know, these are life-threatening situations when you have no access to medication and then Mm -hmm. you hear about all of the you know i listen to podcasts all day every day and one of the popular brands being uh shown popping up everywhere as advertisement so you hear is this jace case this medical company that you can order this jace case and it's got all these different antibiotics with them and and I'm just thinking what's, you know, it's, it can't be as easy as I bet you've got to have prescriptions and all kind of shit. They probably want you to buy a monthly subscription, but there's a, like, I have a bug out plan, but my bug out plan doesn't work for my family of five. My bug out plan is going to get us killed quick because my kids and my wife won't shut the hell up. <laughs> because me and my 22 we're good for about 250 yards lethal come within that circle you're done but but it's 22 if you've got anything bigger than that you're gonna hear us a long way off because these kids are fucking bad i gotta go to the bathroom daddy not now damn it <laughs> my wife's gonna be getting bugs yeah. on her and that we can't have that you know so <laughs> So, so a bug out situation isn't really conducive to a family of five, but I mean, I do have a plan and my plan is to, to get away from those, you know, compared to chef, I'm a, a tadpole in the, in the sea of life with my little town of 8,000. He's got to, you know, he's got to get out of, I couldn't imagine being anywhere near a populated place like in California or up in, up near Chicago, trying to evacuate from that place would be a, a fucking nightmare. I'm going across the levee and I'm hanging out by the river. I'm going to be in a van by the river living, catching me some fish and shooting some deer. (laughs) In a van down by the river. I'm going to make it. My kids might not make it because, I mean, I'm going to try. I'm going to keep them alive as long as I can, but I'm going to be all right for a little bit because I know how to shut the hell up. (laughs) Daddy's going to eat. Daddy's gonna eat. Daddy's gonna survive. The rest. Callie, of the Callie, eat. Callie don't want to even think about her life being in a situation where her survival would have to depend on her helping me skin and gut like deer and rabbit and squirrels and chicks. There, I mean, I got plenty of that. You guys have a lot of hogs down there too, right? Not got, necessarily. Got those where razorbacks I'm down at. there. That's that's why negative thirty in the middle I'm of winter. Eat. In Iowa is valuable because we don't have bugs or poisonous snakes for the most part. Oh, dude, it's it it's crazy. Like we've got snakes, every bug imaginable, crocodiles, fucking. You got gators where you're at. They're in they're in the river. 
They're in the river. I, That's I, wild. I couldn't I've imagine seen pictures. That. I've seen pictures around Memphis and stuff where they've pulled out gators and stuff from the river. Um, I've seen. I I don't know if you want to call it a a, a panther. It ain't a mountain lion because there ain't no fucking mountains in the flatlands, but it was a a light tan colored big kitty, big old kitty. Same big, thing. Big kitty. same thing. Mountain lion, whatever yeah. you want to call it. That is a big old kitty. I was walking through the woods one day, and I they took say a that we don't have them. That's what I said. And I said, "Homie, I don't know what to tell you, but I was sober and I know what I saw." Well, they've they've been caught on trail cams though. Our our DNR says that that we don't have them here, but they have been sighted. Um, even even black bear, we had one. Shit, I saw it a few years ago. But, um, I mean, everybody was stopped on the freaking road and whatnot, but I guess sure. that thing went all the way from Wisconsin uh, wow. down to shit. I think they killed it in, like, I want to say, like, Missouri or maybe it was Arkansas. I can't remember, but all this stuff that uh, that they say we don't have, it seems like it sh- it pops up every now and then. And then what's even crazier is we, we have a show that's actually about to release. Um, so I guess by the time this comes out, it will be. But uh, there's been some Bigfoot sightings Ooh. around here, which is wild. We did, a, we did a show. We interviewed an author that wrote a fiction book based on some, some accounts. Uh, Tim Moon is his name. His book is Tomato yeah. Fields. Yep. And uh, it was a great interview. Dude's awesome. And uh, yeah, sure as shit. There's, uh, there's been some sightings right in a small town of about 5,000 close to us. There was a sighting in 1981. And then about 10 miles away from where I'm at right now, there was a sighting in 1989. Hell yeah. Let's go. Tim Moon. Um, I've heard him on, I forgot where else I heard him on, but thank you for the reminder because he did reach out and he seems like a, he seems like a very interesting dude as well as, as well as his books, but the Bigfoot sightings are awesome, man. Have you guys checked out like the Bigfoot, they have like a Bigfoot map? I've just seen one today or yesterday that had a, uh, it was like. It was a map of the U.S., but it had dots for every sighting, like colors of dots that were like, mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, sightings per popula- populace type of thing. And I was really surprised to see that the Midwest and like the South was hot with Bigfoot sightings. And it it made made what made the sightings on the West Coast, you know, dwarf in comparison, like the Northwest corner was really hot up in the Pacific Northwest. But like I was the Bigfoot sightings mm-hmm. in the Midwest, especially, really surprised me because I ain't never did see no Bigfoot in Arkansas. But then again, I'm not over there in the hills and the mountains. I'm in the flatland. I'm in the Delta. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I think that the map you're talking about, Jones uh, sent TP, and we were doing show prep and I looked at it. And in fact, that's where I found, if talking the same one, uh, these two cases that are close to us. 
Cool. And yes, it's wild. It's a real map. And if you get a chance, check out the podcast. Uh, it'll be 73 of Iowa Talk, I believe. As that recording, it's going to be in a number of days. And uh, in 1869, there was something in the Hartford, like Hartford Current, I think it was called, about some wild uh, young boy looking thing. And um, it was spotted. And this thing, like, it was eating a fish out of the river, at the big river, Mississippi. And as soon as it saw this guy, it jumped into the water and uh, it swam off to an island. And what's really crazy about that is, and I explain on the show, is that when once you get north of, and I, you're down there in Arkansas, but once you get north of St. Louis, we have a system of locks because we raise up a little bit more in elevation, yeah. just a little bit, hundreds of feet. It's not much. But in order to get barges up here to to take uh, grain down and whatnot, you, you have to lock through. Sure. And get go up and down and into different pools. So the point of that is that prior to that, and in, it's it's interesting, Lock and Dam 15 in Davenport, Iowa, uh, close to where we're at, I believe was the first one built. And uh, the river prior to that was just wild, man. So it must have been something special to swim all the way to an island, however far. It we've always heard that before the locks, it was just rapids. Could you imagine a river damn near a wild ride or a, a mile wide? It would be a wild ride <laughs> with rapids. See, I've How, got a, you know, I got a good friend of mine whose parent, uh, dad and grandparents live up north of St. Paul. And he's told me that he's walked across the Mississippi river ankle deep. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just crystal clear, <clears throat> super cold water, but it's only ankle deep where it's at. And I often, I often think about this river. Like growing up, I used to go park because there's tons of places you can just drive right up to the Mississippi River and just chill for as long as you want to sit there and watch that river roll, man. Um, mm-hmm. My daddy used to run towboats back in the day, so. The river's got a soft spot wow. in my heart. Um, yeah, likewise. I've often thought about, you know, like I'm looking at the at your at your picture on here, and it's got the eastern part of the state where the river is, and it's just crazy mm-hmm. to see all the twists and turns. And like I'm thinking about how the crazy the river is right out where I'm at, and I couldn't imagine. Because I know how I've been, I've been in the Mississippi River in a in a twelve foot John boat. <laughs> like I've I've yeah. I've been out there. You know it, it, it. It's different looking at it than it is being in the middle of it. Because if you well, don't know what you're doing, that go ahead. It'll take you. It'll take you if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Well, look at that west border. You see that west border? Yeah. That's the Missouri River. Oh, okay. So we're the, we're the land between two rivers, Mississippi and the Missouri. That's so that you right. get over to the Missouri over there, it's kind of the same deal, man. And then the river, like where you're at, think about this. 
the Missouri River dumps in down by St. Louis, mm-hmm. you get you get like twice the volume of water. Oh yeah, than we do. Do y'all? So you got I'm Missouri assuming y'all have a too. levee system, right? That's what I was the locks and dams. Well, I guess levee, you mean um, an earthen sort of dam to yes. keep the to keep the river in its banks. Yes. Yeah, I mean in certain spots, absolutely, and it, and it gets really bad in flood years when the um, what's it called liquefaction? No, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but when the levees become too saturated, yeah, and then they yep. just give out. Yep. Well, shit, it happens down where you're at. Yeah. Um, back in 2011, yeah, it, I think it was 2011, um, it was a particularly wet spring. Had The river was really swollen. Uh, we had, they're, they're probably 30 feet high levees, 30, 35 feet high levees. And it's just a wall, a wall of dirt that's got grass growing. Hell, I mean, we put cows on them. We graze them with cows mm-hmm. and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But like in the county I'm at from, from tip to tip, there's a solid a solid levee. Now, of course, there's all kinds of different spur levees. And uh, we have particular levees that are built specifically to be blown out in case of a serious flood. That way you can flood certain areas before you start flooding other areas. Um. But but this particular year, uh, the river was so high that I went to the levee and I put my hands above my head and touched the top of the levee and my feet were in the water. Um, if you could imagine at the bottom of the levee, looking up 30, 35 feet and it's just water. Wow. Just it's a lot of water. It was it was wild, dude. Like businesses started boarding up sandbagging up um and i mean the town that i live on is like if the levee were to bust we were literally the first to find out within seconds of that levee busting uh water was pouring through like jets underneath the levee because of the sheer amount of pressure on it and there Mm. it was there for so long that the water that the ground just got saturated in it and it was just finding ways to get through um, the levee did end up busting about 15 miles south of where I was at. And my buddy at the time was living in an old plantation house. And it was a beautiful house, big two story house that was filled with just the, the guy, the plantation owner, he was inducted into the first class of the NFL hall of fame. He played in the first super bowl. He was a photographer in both world wars. Like, Wow. It crazy story behind the owner of this plantation. And um, there were chemistry sets from the early 1900s. There were textbooks and all kind of literature works from the late 1800s, early 1900s. Like it was an amazing property and the flood took it, which is really sad because I, I used to spend hours just rummaging through the books that were upstairs, just, gobsmack because i'm a sucker for old stuff but um yeah i've seen i've seen the river get on get on out of hand real quick like it gets scary you know when when you when you get to thinking about the only thing that's keeping you 
dry and alive is a little, little dirt hill and you hope it holds. Yeah, that's scary, dude. I know uh, when we were up in uh, fuck Northern California, maybe five or six years ago, we're on the Russian River. And the Russian River started to overflow. And it wasn't even that. I mean, it's a literally a river. It's not like a, it's not that big. But the damage that that was able to do to a lot of homes, as opposed to what you what y'all are talking about, like that's that could be crucial, absolutely devastating. And to be banking on a few, you know, whether it's hills or or land masses in between you and and that water is definitely something to be worrisome about i wish i was a little bit of, I, I wish i was a little bit better with geography um as far as to where y'all are located but um yeah no that's a, it's definitely a wild thing to think about definitely a wild thing to think about and forgive me i sound weird i've been stuffed up for two days now so i'm constantly you're, having to blow my nose you're good bro theo what can you tell me about that little appendage on the on the southeast corner of iowa i'm curious as to how that thing came about there's got to be some wild story for that little hook of land <laughs> like it's got to be like some that's a field mccoy they're... level <laughs> what um, is it you get much further you get much further south than us it's missouri <laughs> there's a joke in iowa that <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you this, man. It's a joke. But it's if you joke. took the, the the bottom two rows of counties in Iowa and you uh, made them part of Missouri, you'd raise the IQs of both states. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. But you're talking, you said the southeast corner. Yeah, that little that little nubbin that's just hanging out there. That's just... yeah, that nub that goes down south. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, Lee County, I believe, and the main town down there is Keokuk. And uh, I've I've only ever driven through Highway sixty one. I'm sure you're right on it, right? Yes, sir. Born and raised, Hank. Yep. That. Guess what, buddy? I drive we're, on that we're highway on the same every road, day, partner. Damn near. <laughs> yep. Yep. Likewise. Likewise, brother. Um, that's like that's wild river river land, man. It's a lot of like swampy. There's another river that goes in there. I'm trying to think of which one it is because there's a ton of them that kind of run northwest to southeast into the river. And then of course when you get over onto the like the, the Missouri River side, they you know, they go the other way. But it's just crazy swamp land and of course no gators or anything like that but it's it's that's our some of our backwoods stuff man down there uh, well, you said lee county and i instantly got a white trash heaven picture in my <laughs> head we got a lee county too it's nowhere fine uh, to go <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the the best part of iowa in my opinion we're kind of smacked we're, we're smacked out in the the middle of that east side but um Northeast Iowa, really cool about up there is, you know, of course, everybody imagines, first of all, everybody thinks that we grow potatoes 
that's not from Iowa, and they think that Idaho grows corn. <laughs> well, it's the opposite of that. We grow corn, they grow potatoes. But um, so y- you imagine our farmland and whatnot. It's just flat farmland, and, and the the story goes during the last ice age, the glaciers were moving across. They flattened all the farmland, laid all of that rich, uh, lus soil, low soil, L O E S S, I believe it's spelled. But Northeast Iowa was, was spared from that. And it's part of uh, what's called the Driftless region. Here, Jeff, here's your, your geography. Um, the Driftless is primarily West Wisconsin, but the small sliver of Northeast Illinois, uh, a chunk of Northeast Iowa, and then a Southeast Minnesota. And that wasn't put over by glaciers. When they when the glaciers melted, all of the water rushing down, it carved these huge bluffs and valleys out of limestone. I guess they say that like one of the best bloodlines of white-tailed deer come out of northeast Iowa because a all of the food, the abundance of that uh, Monsanto grain, and uh, and uh, terrain that you can really build up a bunch of muscle and whatnot. If you ever get a chance to come up to Iowa, man, we'll uh, we'll show you around, Hank. Chef, sure. Tell what. We'll have some fun. We'll get into some shit. I'm really good at getting into some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hank, dude. <laughs> That's funny, though. That's funny, though. Uh, you mentioned Monsanto, dude. Like, so. Well, Bayer now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bayer now. But I, one of the hardest, I used to host tastings. Uh, private tastings for wine up in Northern California. And uh, I was doing a tasting for this gentleman. And of course I ask all the questions. I want to know who you are, what you do, where you're from. So we have something to talk about, you know, so I can find some similarities. Cause I'm here to talk to you for an hour and a half. Sometimes it doesn't always end up being about wine. Um, some people just want to shoot the shit. Well, this dude was an overseas defense lawyer for Monsanto at the time and in my head dude i'm like man dude like you're a fucking piece of shit like i'm sure you're in it for the money oh i was so mad dude and and this is this was back in um probably 2000 and uh maybe even 16 or 17 if it was 17 it was prior to the uh, fires that we had but i find it so interesting right that Monsanto also, so they have, everyone knows all the stuff with the farmers, right? They have these GMO seeds, so then if the farm down the way is using Monsanto seeds, the wind blows the pollen, pollinates your crop when you're using your own seed, your organic seed, whatever that case may be. Once the pollination Mm -hmm. is done, then you get your fruit, you get your veg, whatever that looks like. And now you no longer own your own your own crop, your harvest. You don't own it no more, right? So now they fucking own it, and now they're going to sue you, and they're putting all these mom-and-pop you know, places out of business. And then you look at, like, the number mm-hmm. one heart medicine is owned by 
again now Monsanto Bayer. Well, yeah, Monsanto also has uh, uh, Roundup. Everyone knows about Roundup, and I, yep. I just this glyphosate. is something. Yeah, yep, glyphosate. Yep, and and then you have all the cancer going on with that. But the, in my opinion, the irony there is like. You know, when you when you drive down certain streets and you see all these houses with these perfect looking lawns, there's no weeds at all. They're just perfect looking lawns. And that's mm-hmm. the idea. That's what they you want. Bet. They want you to have that. Per- they don't want you to have a sunflower out front. They don't want you to have a nice, beautiful garden out. Food. Front. Food. Nope. They don't want any of that. And yeah. one of the things amongst many that the that the roundup kills is dandelions. Well, it just so happens that dandelions are one of the best things you can use for your heart health. But who owns the number one heart health medication is fucking Monsanto. I was going to say, should I guess Bayer? Bayer, yeah, dude. Don't you dare offer a holistic method to healing. Right, What is dude? wrong with you? That is heresy. And that is something that blows my mind right now is that you can go on like some of a lot of the people that I follow on like Instagram and TikTok. One of the dudes I've had on beautiful soul, his name's Wallamy. And he is. I wouldn't even say he really goes into a lot, a lot about like holistic remedies, but he does dig into like grounding. He's got these copper, beautiful copper staffs that he used to stay grounded to the earth. And he talks about sun gazing. And all this shit. And he got banned off of fucking Instagram like 10 times. He's no longer on Instagram. Me, on the other hand, I'm posting shit about, you know, the ex-queen being a fucking lizard person. 9-11 was a fucking joke. And Joe Biden is a fucking (laughs) moron. And I'm still here. And I'm still here. And I have a decent decent following. You know, it's not a whole lot, but it's a decent (laughs) amount of people. So I would think that the more exposure that I'm getting... Like they would be knocking me down for this shit, and they don't. They don't. But I guarantee you, if I start telling All them right. about these grounding straps you can put in your fucking shoes, they're gonna shut that down, fact fact check it, and then, you know, blacklist me. Well, well let's try this. Let's try this, listeners. Uh, if you get a chance and you haven't heard, uh, check out Iowa Talk Guys. I can't remember exactly what episodes. It's in our thirties. Uh, shit, we're coming up on a year since we recorded um, Operation congrats, Paperclip. Congrats. Our our two part. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we're we're uh, over a year and a half of of recording now, and over a year of release. So, I yeah, it's man, it just flew by, but. So Bayer was actually part of a larger corporation. In fact, they were like one of the five largest corporations. It was one of the five largest corporations in the world called um, IG Farben at the time. And I believe it was a German corporation. So after the war, IG Farben was broke up into, I want to say, five different companies. Bayer being one of them. And IG Farben interestingly enough, owned a uh, rather significant patent on a little agent called Zyklon B. Maybe you've heard of it. They used to test their products, which Zyklon B wasn't even close to, to everything that they were doing, but they used to test their products 
at a facility that they had called IG Auschwitz. Oh, maybe you've heard of that. And and they were able to advance. And I'm not, hey, I'm not, I'm not saying the modern day company necessarily, but they, uh, the, the father company, they were able to expedite their scientific research because they weren't testing on mice. Right? Okay. So that's that's it. But didn't didn't Monsanto too? Did, weren't they involved with the making of like Agent Orange? I'm pretty sure that's, they. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, dude! Like, and these. Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. It just, oh, which was it, just a weed killer. Agent yeah, Orange. Was, Agent Orange was. was. Tell that to my buddy's dad, who yeah completely fried his vocal cords by mm. he spoke at mm. a at a loud rasp at best like a loud whisper he was over there and got I had relative with prostate patient. cancer oh yeah it did all kinds of yeah, ever, stuff well yeah he was in vietnam and um he he's has a, a about a prostate cancer he's doing really well but um, as soon as you tell the VA you were in Vietnam and you have prostate cancer, boom, Agent Orange, your card. Fuck. Say that again. Uh, if you're at the VA and you tell them that you have Agent Orange, what do they? What what's their response? No, no, no. If if you go to the VA, say you have in in oh prostate they get tests or whatever that you have prostate cancer, and you were in Vietnam. It's automatically Agent Orange VA covers it. Oh, this is according to my relative. Okay, interesting. So, uh, you know, another thing that a lot of people are talking about too. I'm not trying to change the subject up here, but one of the uh, one of the things that's really starting that people are starting to talk about, and we're I think we might be working on a, a special on this is weather manipulation. And if you go back to to, uh, Vietnam, it seems there's a lot of information out there that states that the CIA was involved in like cloud seeding for the purpose of creating a ton of rain. And think about that. If if there's a shitload of rain, the the mud trails that, you know, the, the North Vietnamese, excuse me, I got a burp. You're good. Get it the, out. Uh, trails through the jungle that that uh, the North Vietnamese are coming down the Ho Chi Minh Trail. It was called. If it's raining, dude, you're not walking down that. No, it's become wow. public knowledge that the uh, I want to say it was the CIA documents that were declassified. Yeah, had showed that mm-hmm. they were trying to. Um, affect the monsoon seasons over there. They were like artificially creating monsoons. Yeah. Mhm. Why? Wow. I think I think the Absolutely whole Hillary- learning such. Oh, absolutely. And once you're aware of it and you start opening your eyes, like I do think that I could be wrong, but I I have a suspicion that the hurricane fucking killery that was coming that came up right my way. Um I think that was some sort of weather manipulation and I don't think it went as planned. I think I think they were trying to make it a lot more devastating. I could be wrong, just a theory. 
I don't even have a whole lot to base on that, to be honest with you, just like my sole opinion on it. And then also, uh, you know, harp and, and all the other shit. Yeah. I know. Oh, sorry about that. But yeah, no, it, uh, there's no doubt that they're, that they're fucking with shit. Like, didn't they just, didn't they just admit that, or did someone admit that the, uh, I think it was the, like an earthquake and was it in Pakistan or Istanbul? Yeah. Turkey. Tur- oh, Turkey. Turkey. There yeah, you go. I thought it yeah. Was it was Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. I, I yeah, heard Istanbul, that. That's, that's Istanbul. Works, yeah. They're close, right? Yeah. My, I'm well, telling you, Istanbul, my geography is shit. Istanbul was it, the former name Istanbul of Istanbul is the capital of Turkey. Okay, oh, well, so that's would, what it no, is. No, no, no. Yeah. Istanbul is the capital. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. This guy. Sorry for the delay. No, you're good, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I think we it's got all SGs on deck. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. But yeah, I think I think it's all tied <laughs> in, dude. I think it's all tied in. I think it would be cool too. Um I mean we can talk more <laughs> offline about this, but I like the idea and I I was recently a part of one I kind of to my knowledge i'm not exactly sure what the plan was but where we have like a few podcasts all link up and then one one show releases episode one and you can only find episode one on that person's show episode two is on a different show and you can only listen to episode two again if it's on that show and then again you do a third or a fourth episode depending on how many people you have brilliant i mean it's Uh, a great way to spread people around yeah, so it'd be, I mean, we could like bang it out and, uh, I don't know, do like once, a, one, a, one episode every two weeks or once a month. And then after a couple months, we'll have it all compiled. And then if you want to see episode two, boom, you're going to go over, the, you know, and it makes you, if you like the episode and you want to hear more, it makes you have to go to that next person. And I think that would, uh, I think that would be fucking awesome to do. Just throwing it out there. That would be great. We'll, 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 we'll have to talk, yeah, we offline. talk about that. Yeah, definitely. Now, real quick, I have a quick question for you. We, we this started off talking about sports, college football. Um, what do you guys think about what is it, Travis Kelsey and fucking Taylor Swift? <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you this clip and I'm gonna let you screen share and play it. Because when I saw it, it broke my heart. I'm a big, you know, I've I've been an Eagles fan for a long time. And I respect the Chiefs as an organization. You know, I to the person that's probably out there, it's all a script. I, I don't care. I love football. Leave me alone. The Chiefs are a good team. Travis Kelsey's a beast, man. And their podcast has been nothing short of just i think that's the kind of stuff that saves the world (laughs) like i love their podcast but when i seen when i seen this uh when i seen this uh this this reel it just shattered me and i just realized how long it's been since i've messaged you on instagram (laughs) (laughs) you're good I'm fine. I'll find you one way or the other, uh, one way or another, bro. Um, oh, if you're gonna, yeah, send safe. it to me on there, and I'll, I'll share it. But yeah, I've heard it's just weird, dude. Um, before he, before we even play this little clip, real quick, um, there's pictures of him like with his Pfizer, fucking his little blue, his little oh, blue band aid with like goodness. Pfizer on it, and 
And then all the talks Sick. about like the NSA or the, not the NSA, I'm sorry, the TSA is going to start rolling out mask mandates now when you travel uh, via airplane. Mm-mm-mm. And yeah, man, I don't know. I think they're setting, I think they're setting something up. I think there's a tie to the emergency broadcast system that's supposed to be sent out either on the 4th of October or the 11th of October. And then with been like, hearing so, about this. Yeah. And then like COVID coming back and then 5G towers and then fucking the graphene oxide. It's the graphene oxide. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. At, at the end of the day, I could be completely wrong, but I, I do. I do see that there should be some awareness uh, involving all of these so-called events that we're supposed to be going through here. But you're thinking about it and you're talking about it. And the reason that we're doing that, you say you have no idea, but the reason that we're doing this is because we're not getting the information from the the traditional media houses that should be. They should be doing this, but they're not. You know, instead, we get montage videos of all of these uh, local media stations that are, of course, nationally affiliated with whatever three-letter acronym company they're part of and they're it, whether it's down in southern california whether it's in arkansas or whether it's in iowa we're getting fed the same bullshit and the only thing why did why did sounds like we all started podcasting for the same reason because we're not getting the information from yep. them they've just they're just reading off the damn script sure Yep. Well, you've seen, uh, again, speaking of montage, you've seen that montage over like, it, it seemed to me like a hundred different news news agencies, and they're all saying exactly, exactly the exact same words at the That's exact what I'm same time. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you if you bet. can't, if, if, if you look at that and even possibly think that this is a coincidence when these are coming from different states, um, all over the United States, at least that I noticed, maybe even out of maybe even out of the U.S. Like, and they're all literally saying the same thing. If you think that's normal, I don't know, man. The days of coincidence are over, my friend. Yep. The days of coincidence are over. Yep. No, I don't. I don't believe in them whatsoever. So, actually, funny enough, real quick, I'll play this, but something that just popped into my mind. But Ashley was watching. She put on the very first new episode of american horror story and kim kardashian is in this show well during the show she's watching it and there's a very brief clip of a newspaper and when you zoom into it and look at it it starts talking about the witches of the cabal and all this weird shit and it's like bro Mm -hmm. they're literally giving us the info like they're handing it out to us yeah, rained out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with rained out yep. rantcast. Yep. Um, we we did a collab with him. Uh, I think he's out of uh, out of uh, Arkansas. Yeah, he's on well. the on the but, other um, side of the state. Okay. Uh, but uh, the term that stuck with me that he used was soft disclosure. They're telling us all of this stuff. We're we're all on social media. We're on podcasts releasing it. We're talking about it. And that's the honey the honeypot trap. That's the capture. They're hooking us. Now they know where to find us. So whatever, man. Hey, somebody's gotta 
somebody has to talk about this stuff. Yep. And that's exactly what I tell. I tell like disclosure. Yep. This is your little and roll I think, that I, beautiful I bean footage. This is going this this bit this pissed me off, man. <laughs> oh, right here. Let's play it. I'm gonna throw it up right now. Oh, you can get oh, this that. season's COVID nineteen shot and when right you get though? your flu shot. Oh, two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. I'll have the two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID nineteen shot when get. Oh, you can get this season's COVID nineteen shot when you get your flu shot. Huh. Two Bro. things at once, dude. That has to literally have something. The blue. So he had two band aids on, right? Two things at once. So it's almost like he went in and got like the original, or like he got the first COVID shot, and then he got his his booster. Almost like he's all. It's like subliminally making you think because you're gonna see the blue, but you also you're not gonna miss that that tan colored uh, band aid that we all knew, we all grew up on. I think it's like a mind fuck thing here, what they're trying to do. I did not see this until a... he got with Taylor. Go ahead, sorry. Hank? No, I, I think was there's a that. significant symbology connected to blue no, ahead, as well. Yeah, yeah the, it's the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, way uh, that yeah. blue plays on your brain and gives you this sense of safety and peace and calm. It, it's being used for well, Yes, yes. So think about this, man, when you, when you, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm bringing it up, but when you read like uh, the book of Exodus from the old Testament and Moses building the tabernacle that, that, uh, that, that God gives him the instructions for, you know, he's giving him all the dimensions. He's giving him all of the, this is how you're going to build it, dude, or else. And the fine linen and whatnot, some translations from the Greek, translate to lavender but also blue and uh another and another thing as well is in uh if you look at the the hebrews like even today certain orthodox jews in the way that they dress they have and i'm i'm not this isn't you know not going off on any anti-semitic anything here but the the color blue is what they use for uh the the they have like prayer tassels mm -hmm. that uh that they're, they're ordered to wear and what color blue think about this you've got anytime you think of the star of david it's usually a blue and white flag the un has a blue and white flag america red white yeah. and blue yes france has blue, blue. like red blue white and blue is also, Russia, red white and blue yeah i mean blue's also tied back to uh i mean it can be tied back as far as royalty had access to the color i mean because we know that there for the longest time most civilizations did not have a word for the color blue they did not that's why they like, couldn't make dyes either right um when they eventually figured it out it was reserved like purple was for the royalty and so over yeah. time it's what got it's what got caesar killed right so over time you've got a 
steady buildup of subliminal messaging, whether you want to call it that or you want to mm-hmm. call it just whatever subtle influences through the years and generations and decades to where we see blue and something about it instinctually makes us let our guard down or want to go there because we think of peace or safety like pacifying we we identify and think of like you know we we most of in my world like i have two twin brothers one one got the color blue and one got the color red so that they could have separate stuff and it's almost like red is the mm. opposite of blue and so you think about what red gets associated with red gets associated with with danger with extreme conditions or evil seeing red right a a mind state aggression uncontrollable rage and yes then you start thinking about why would first off we use these colors in that way so that we automatically without control start having deep physiological changes to just the appearance of the color just seeing the color changes the way we perceive you know what comes next and then you start to think about well why would these colors today be used in the manner that they're used you know it you the the especially with the world of symbols and all that it just it it's endless. It's an endless just rabbit hole. Jeff, you all right, bro? Debauchery. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good, dude. So I was just <laughs> thinking as we're talking about the blue, I just seen, have you guys ever seen the commercials? And I'm going to say like blue, violet, where they put it on your teeth and then in autumn, they look super white. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a show. I, it might have been, um, I don't even know what it was. Probably, I don't know, Ryan Dean and Ghost on Hunts or something like that. But apparently, from what I heard, and again, maybe it was not that podcast, but blue, it actually doesn't cover up the yellow. The blue, the, the frequency of the blue blocks out the frequency of the yellow. So you're still kind of seeing yellow, but the blue is able to, but it, it, the fact that it was based on like a frequency. Yeah, I do believe that was on an episode of Cunt not too long ago because they were one of the first ones I heard talking about the color blue in reference to Maui. Yes, and then the and they kind of went on. A lot of people been talking about it. Yeah, and they went on a spiel for an episode or two where they brought that up. Quite frankly, played a lot of clips about it. And then you, you know, we've seen, we've probably all seen the one clip of the person at the house with the laser with the different colored cloths that burns everything but the blue colored cloth. Um, everything, I mean, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, Kyle, of everything's vibrating. Even this glass bottle that is holding this perfectly chilled Dos Equis, it, it it's vibrating. It emits its own frequency. You know, it like, you know, I've alluded to lately, our emotions 
intention within your mind, whether I choose to lie to you or not, emits its own frequency, which is just measured vibration, right? That's all frequency is, is measured vibration. And Mm -hmm. it makes sense to apply that same logic to color because color is just visible vibration. If you want to get real, real simple with it, so it, it, Memphis you know, is the home of the blues. Yep. I feel blue. You know? We're going to take this real deep, huh? Dude, this. Woo! Yeah. You guys but can then, ass. But then, like, blue is also kind of like this limit that's been placed on us as humanity because the you know we look up at the sky and we see the sky is blue and so i know that i'm in the camp that believes we've never left that blue sky like i don't i don't think we've i know you are brother uh, i don't think we've ever left the what we inhabit i don't know what the hell this is i i now, now hold on i'm not exactly tracking can you clarify just a little bit i believe that the earth is more than likely flat and that we have never okay see i'm not i'm not one of those people that'll say space is fake and gay because i do believe that space is very real and there probably are planets and stuff going on out there but i just don't think we've ever made it to it <laughs> i don't think it's flat I in have the a shape of relative like a pancake uh... but I don't think it's a globe. I think I, I've I think me and Drew presented some pretty good evidence on our show that we did about it. Um that regardless of what the shape actually is, because I almost buy into many earth or many lands theory more than I believe in just a legitimate flat plane, but it's definitely not the globe that's that be, that's being pushed. It's not the blue marble that NASA wants you to believe it is. Yeah, you guys are way talking way above my head, way out of my <laughs> league. Uh, my boy, my boy TP would be the guy. Uh, to be frank, I'm trying to think of conversations that we've had before. I can't say. I I I, I don't know that he. You know, is a flatterer, yada yada yada. But uh, he is the dude, man. He's the guy to talk to about this. So we should uh, we should definitely talk offline about getting some more stuff together. But sure. uh, he's going to be reeling that we're talking about this, and he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out TP. I'm excited to hear what you got to say. See, I just got introduced yeah, to uh... tonight too, rocking. Yeah, uh, TP was telling me that that like he's like the nerd, uh, E Rock's the rock star, and you're like the sports <laughs> guy. So I was like, man, that fucking uh, works because I was the band geek in high school I'm, that I'm really the... digs baseball, and my co-host is a cop. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the sports guy, just like I I have Iowa Hawkeyes season tickets, man, and that's that's about it. Um. That's a as far as watching sports, no, not really. But 
but I, I am the sports guy. I'm just not much of a sports guy, bro. <laughs> Hey, that's cool. I mean, it, we've, we've all got our passions. I don't hate on any, because unless you're Ryan Dean, who says that baseball players aren't athletes, garbage tape, hot garbage. <laughs> um, I will say this about baseball. That's one of the most boring blocks of television I've ever seen in my life. No offense, and I'm sorry. I do agree, too. I do agree with that, too. But I think when More you're than there in golf? person, it's better. See, I love golf. 100%. Yeah, damn, dude. Baseball's more boring than golf. I love golf. I'll On speak TV? for myself. In baseball, you might see somebody get hit in the face or something, like either with a fist or a ball. You might or see a Randy bat. Johnson hit a bird. bird yep. You're not gonna see that on <laughs> on on the Saint Augusta back nine, bro. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> they happened at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, if it does, I would pay damn good money to watch fucking Rory McIlroy smack a 254-yard drive and just nail a bird in the apex. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I grew up playing baseball, and I and I did I enjoyed it when I was like playing baseball, and I would sit like I would actually have interest to sit down and watch these two teams battle it out. But I mean, my. <sighs> I just, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I like the sport of baseball. Like I said, I played it all the way up until high school. I love, it's the only sport. It's like the one of the biggest commitments I've ever made in my entire life. But watching it in person and watching it from a TV are like fucking night and day, night and day. But a lot of people mm. could say the same thing. Like for me, when it comes to football and UFC, I would love to go to a UFC fight, but I have the best view in the house, mm -hmm. dude. Sitting on my couch and watching all the cameramen do their job, and I don't miss. Occasionally, I'll have a referee get in the fucking way, but I still get a sh And if you notice, Just walk, dude, walk to the pisser. Yeah, dude. And I, and and even when uh, like you look at the announcers, when the announcers are announcing, they're not looking up at the fighters because they're only seeing one, you know, the octagon, right? They're only seeing one side of it. So they're actually looking down at the best view of the fight. Again, too, in football and any other sports where there's uh, when someone throws a red flag and they challenge the play, they're not watching. Mm -hmm. They don't go back and sit from one position in the stands and be like, we're going to judge it off of this. They get the best view possible. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, not to change the subject, but uh, I think if you go back to our episode... 31 uh gosh going back um we interviewed pat militich i don't know if you are familiar with that name, that name sounds but so familiar. he was he was one of the pioneers of mixed martial arts in um bringing different systems together uh muay thai kickboxing wrestling you know wrestling here in iowa i'll tell you this uh, I'm an Iowa season ticket holder. My wife is a alumni of the University of Iowa, yep. so I, I I get a lot of information and whatnot. You you'll find a ticket, and they they're they're both done in the same place, but uh, the same arena. You'll find a ticket to a basketball game, but you're gonna have trouble finding a ticket to a wrestling meet, big time. But uh, uh, so Pat Militich, I believe he I can't remember if it's middleweight. I think it was middleweight. He was the first UFC middleweight champion. 
actually to get that belt. And we interviewed him. Wow. Um, so shout out to to Pat Militich. He's a podcaster too. And and uh an all around badass. So really dude. cool dude, extremely smart dude. That's really awesome. That is fucking dope, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it, oh man, that's awesome. I've got, a, I've got some well, sniffing it, it, in the it works. It makes it easy. He's he's from right here, around here, so oh, it awesome. makes it really easy. I've got a I've got something boiling in the works that probably won't happen until after the MLB season ends. But <laughs> I've been in touch with a a major league pitcher. Uh, he's on an active Whoa. roster right now. Uh, he's agreed to come on the show. I'm so stoked to be able to just to pick his brain. Yes. I'm Congratulations. To it. Yeah, man, dude. I've I've I chalked that up as a huge win. Um absolutely. I've also I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to reach out to Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty. Arkansas I was gonna say fighters. something about him earlier. I gotta get Arkansas. him on. He's got some hot takes. <laughs> yeah, you bet. He's not afraid to say him. Either. No. And I think it might have got I don't see because I don't I don't watch the UFC. I don't keep somewhere around 10 years ago, I was watching somebody just get their eyebrow beat off. And I was just like, man, why do I sit here and watch two people try to hurt each other? And I just left it alone because I used to really enjoy it back when Chuck Liddell and Tito, uh, Tito Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJ Penn back when they were real hot, George St. Pierre mm-hmm. was young. Like, I used to really get down with USC, and then I just was sitting there one night and it was just something changed and it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Like, I could never go to USC event live and watch be in person to witness because I've been in some pretty bad fights and I've seen some pretty bad fights live. Like, I don't, I don't, that's cool, man. Like I respect it. They're, I, I'm not gonna stoop to Ryan Dean's level and tell say that they're not athletes because they definitely are athletes. No, but uh, yeah, I just it's not for me at all. But I I definitely am wanting to hook up with with Bryce and and, t- and pick his mind just to see, you know, what he's willing to come on here and say because I. I ain't gonna stop anybody from saying anything, you know. Pretty much, he's mm-hmm. got some. He's got some, and like you said, he ain't scared to say nothing. So I mean, hopefully no. that'll no. that'll happen. Um, something I was thinking about earlier. We've had President Number Forty Five as John as Donald Trump, and if he gets elected again, he'll be President Number Forty Seven. Kyle, what's four plus five? Ninety-two. No, four plus five is nine, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, and I was four plus seven would be eleven, right? So one one. So you'd have nine eleven. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Hold on, hold on. The 45th, number symbology. Forty-fifth. Yep, little Dramatria. Forty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was doing forty-five plus forty-seven, which was yeah. 92. You're trying to be way too smart, bro. Like I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it simple, homie. <laughs> I'm counting on digits over oh, here. Roman I only got twenty. Roman numeral number two. That's nine eleven. 
Wow. And that's yep. And they're two. They're two apart. Forty-five to forty-seven has got a two, and it would be two presidencies. Technically, like separate. You know, it wasn't. They didn't run off. Yeah. And then yeah, and then forty-five or five to seven is two. So that's two. Technically, you'd have yeah. Wow. I just. I just wish we could elect a president that wasn't a senior citizen. That'd be really cool, you know, to happen. Wild do you guys idea. have in Iowa and Arkansas? Do you guys have like? Do you see more primarily like? I'm not even say saying Republican Democrat. I'm just saying like Biden or Trump. Like you're either seeing a lot of Biden shit or you're seeing a lot of Trump shit. What do you, What do you all see? <laughs> Uh, folks around here are done with both of them. Like, my boss swears up and down Vivek Ramaswamy is the savior of the world. And I'm just like, okay, guy. <laughs> I did too. I did too until I listened to I, I listened to a couple things. And Dude, my I, thing I, is, is we're research. never going to get a candidate that's not going to have, have played the game to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we ultimately end up having to vote for. They've played the game to get there. Whether that's and, and see, I'm not a Trumper man, but I think Trump was really the exception to that rule. Like I think the left put him in the place that like to look like he had a chance to win, fully believing that he was never going to beat Hillary. And then he fucked around and beat Hillary, yeah. and they didn't know what to do. Yeah. They've been in shambles since then, because since then it's just been a, a, a ceaseless onslaught. Like Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> that was I had to look down at the video and make sure that was you, bro. <laughs> but I mean it's been one thing after another and to this day and like I said I'm not necessarily a fan. I didn't vote for Trump twice. I voted against Hillary and against Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I I see what they're doing to the man, and it's clear as day that they're only doing this because they can't control him. They're scared of him. While he did play the game once he got into the ringleader seat, because I'm not one of those people that's going to sit there and just ride the man's chode and not look at the fact that he started the massive spending spree, which led to the Biden economy. Mm -hmm. He started pushing the jab he put Fauci he didn't necessarily put Fauci in place he kept he kept Fauci didn't get rid of him yeah he kept him there while he did get rid of a few people I'm not willing to chalk it up to he just didn't know who was around him you don't you whether you like the man or not you don't accumulate the business prowess and reputation that He's he he's got to this day by not knowing who's around you. He said it. He's he said as much as that. You know, he said that I, I donated the money to the to the campaigns and the politicians because yep. I had to play that game. Yep. And if you think about the the place that he was developing, uh, the land that he was developing in Manhattan and whatnot, it was not only that. But there was at one point in time where every single cubic yard of concrete that was being poured in New York City, the mob was getting a cut off of that. So not only politicians and whatnot, he had to deal with those people. And then 
I guess to answer your question, uh, what I'm what I'm seeing up here in Iowa, Chef, is the most enthusiastic support is for Donald Trump. Don't see any Biden anything because that dude's dead and all like brain dead and and all of the his voters know it. But they just hate Trump so much that uh, they're willing to do whatever it is to make sure he doesn't get in office. But as far as is voting and Hank, you mentioned Vivek Rama, Vivek, excuse me, Ramaswamy earlier. And then all the other myriad of candidates. Dude, I think we're beyond elections, guys. I think we are beyond the pale. We're past the point of no return. And Washington, nobody from Washington is going to get us out of this mess. That's my take. I, I agree with that, but there, and I don't have an explanation as to why this is, but I still have a part of me that will not let me sit idly by. Well, there's just a part of me that will not believe the fact that it doesn't matter if I go to that poll or not. I begged my wife last year, please go vote. Please go vote. And local elections, too, not just the the federal elections. Please go vote. Please. What if it comes down to one vote? Your vote's that vote. I'm going to cuss you the hell out if your vote was that vote. You know, it's like I, I know that my vote doesn't matter. I know that they're selected, not elected. But I still refuse to believe that sitting back and doing nothing is the answer. I agree. And until I can figure out a better answer, going to that poll and voting for whoever has an R next to them is the only way I know how to go about operating. Like uh, Dan Bongino says, I'm not telling you that Republicans are the solutions to all your problems, but you can damn sure rest your bet that Democrats are the cause of them. I can't get behind that. I'm not going to say that there aren't swampy Republicans. I'm a registered independent. I don't like voting for the party. I like voting for the person. That's why I throw my hat in the ring for Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis, if we're going to be honest. I don't care what his ties are. I don't care how he got to where he got. What I care about is Florida is a damn good place to live right now. Florida's got a banging economy. They actually care about their children. They're passing legislation that protect children and the parents of those children. I, I I wouldn't mind that man being in the white house. I mean, shit, he can't do no worse than Biden. And, and, and honestly, I think he would ultimately be somebody that people would come around to throwing their weight behind more than Trump because he doesn't go out and say crazy shit every other five minutes. Like, I would love Trump if he would just shut the hell up because then I wouldn't know about all the crazy shit. But because he's just so willing to put it out there, I'm just like, God, bro, hey, dude, I get it. You're from New York. You don't give a damn. You got to chill out, man. Like, you don't have to go to Twitter with every little. Like, I used to do that too when I got my feelings hurt, broke up when I was 16, run to Facebook and make some sad story. Yeah, I, I used to do that too, man. Like 20 years ago, we got to grow up sometimes. <laughs> like Twitter's not your friend, bro. Like, he would have just kept his mouth shut. He'd been the president this whole time. That's all he had to do was shut the hell up. 
but he couldn't quit crying about fucking all this other little shit, and he just they hate me because I'm orange. <laughs> Crooked Hillary. Like, bro, I'm skeptical beat, of DeSantis personally. I mean, of course, who's not? But at this point well, in time, Theo, what's my option? I mean, what are my options? Well, Vivek, yeah, who, well, who just took I told you money? where I'm coming from. So so you said um you said that you don't you don't care about DeSantis's background. That's fair. Um, something that really troubles me and creates a, a great deal of angst with me about Ron DeSantis. I don't know where you guys stand on this exactly, but he was like a Navy JAG lawyer. So he was an officer in the Navy that, uh, I think he was like attached to a SEAL team or, or the SEALs or something like that. But what, what's troubling to me is that I, I think that he did a lot of stuff down in Guantanamo. And, uh, mm. you know, God only knows what's going on down there. Um, what he did. So I don't know. It, it kind of freaks me out. And then uh, as far as like voting for, for Republicans, I think I'm still a registered Republican. I, I hate to even admit that. I just found that out. Well, don't feel that was bad because of I one damn near went and switched this last summer. I need to re-up my driver's license. Well, and, and that I, was one candidate back in like 2008 that I was campaigning for. Perhaps you guys have heard of him, Ron Paul. Yep. Rand yeah. Paul's father. Yep. 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 Uh, awesome dude. Um, but uh, uh, so think about this. Did you guys hear about the impeachment of Texas uh, Attorney General uh, Paxton? What's his first name? I can't remember his first name. I do believe, I... but. It's been a that wasn't bit, Democrats, correct? Or did that just happen? What do you mean? Been a little bit. The, yeah, he got impeached, and that, yeah, but that wasn't was that Democrats recent? doing that. That was, yeah, that was just within the last couple months. I don't think he's even allowed in his office. Wow. But yeah, that was hear. that was the Bush Republicans down in Texas, and it's funny because uh, attorney general at the state level is usually an elected position texas is no exception to that and who did he run against he ran against a bush hmm. and the faction of republicans that were actually going after him for the impeachment with no evidence there wasn't any evidence and um he wasn't allowed to essentially bring any evidence to support himself, man, that was Bush Republicans going yeah, after him. So, yeah, and I, I again, special... again, I, yeah, you're good. Well, you let, let, no, I go can, ahead. I could speak from some personal experience here. Uh, I consider Texas, while they're not part of the deep south, like the Texas is still part of the south in my mind, anyhow. And mm -hmm. there's a famous line by Alabama in their song, Song of the South, that says, Daddy was a veteran, a Southern Democrat. We ought to get a rich man to vote like that. Well, let's examine that real quick. What were the Southern Democrats? The Southern Democrats were the Jim Slave Crow owners. guys. Yes, sir. Yep. They were the, the, the separationists. They were the slave owners to put it bluntly they yes 
they were the the KKK. Yes, the proponents of white supremacy. And Mm -hmm. what has happened is over the decades from the 50s and the 60s into the 90s and the 2000s is these Democrats stopped running as Democrats and started running as Republicans and made it look as Mm -hmm. if they've always been Republicans. So you've had several governors. I know of at least two that have run here in Arkansas, ran for years and years as a Democrat, never got elected, ran Republican for one time, you know, and and boom, got it. The South, it's a very, very weird place, man. Like Southern Republicans are true conservatives. You can say it. Like Southern Republic, like in my opinion, like, I consider myself to be fairly like on a scale of 10, like I'm a hard 7.75 on the conservative scale. Like, cause I do, you know, enjoy some liberal activities, but <laughs> um, for the most part, I'm as conservative as it can get. I don't want government in my life. I don't want the police in my life. I want to be left alone to collect my rainwater, dig my well, grow my garden. I don't want to hear about no restrictions on any constitutional rights. I don't need abolish the income tax, all that good stuff. But what you have today is the upper class of the South that call themselves Republicans and conservatives. They're just Democrats. They're just Democrats. I, I mm-hmm. an, Another hat tip to Dan Bongino. He likes to say that most, most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And I think um, that's the truest thing he could ever say. Chef, you got something, or, or am I cool to go? No, I, I did. I kind of lost my train of thought, and not in a bad way, because I was just so I was listening to what Hank was saying. But um, no, I literally, I literally just lost my train of thought. But I did have something to say about uh, had something to do with about Republicans. Well, for I was gonna chime in and say like fuck the Bushes. Like I don't agree with anything. I don't agree with any of that. And that all that all ties mm-hmm. back to um, a few years ago, 9-11, as you guys well know, I'm sure there's a lot of hands that that took place in that. But I tend to the, the face of the blame goes to to the bushes there. And my it, just my opinion, I think there's a lot more to it. But, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of different parties and I don't think it's all about. You know, again, again, as Hank, it, it just gets it gets really fuzzy. It gets really fuzzy with the red and the blue and the division that we have. I think there's a lot of other good candidates out there. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I, I don't really don't have an answer because I do think all of them are. I think they might have started off good. Some of them had good intentions, and I think eventually, what ends up happening is is the money gets involved 
in all sorts of ways oh, yeah. and you're yeah. being bribed by by this group and by this group and by this group and if you do this we'll support you here we'll give you money here and so it's really hard to trust any of them and even again even if they start out good eventually what's going to happen is, is there's going to be some money involved there's going to be some corrupt some corrupt politicians bribing here and there and i think a lot of that all 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 ties back to you know everyone's like well where's the list where's the list where's the list you're not gonna fucking get the list dude it's not gonna happen anytime soon because people that you look up to and people that that you see fit in power there's a very good chance it's almost like a spider web they might be not they might not be directly connected with with the list but they're they're gonna have to implicate their friends their family in order to bring them down and they're not going to be willing to ever do that so i think it's just a big web of lies and deceitfulness but if you are going to vote which i i'm still going to say i think you should do it it was told to me when i was young if i don't vote I should have no bitching rights at all. I shouldn't be able to even talk about it because you didn't even at least vote. You, at the very least, you uh, didn't vote. All right, can, can I get in here for Let's one go. sec? Let's go. Right. I have I have two things. I'm gonna get to what you just said first. Um, if you don't vote, you have no say. And uh, this is an awesome conversation because you know we don't agree, but we're, we're just having a conversation. I'm gonna yep. get to why I don't agree right here because. Uh, are you, you guys you guys like a good plate of food i'm sure as much as the next guy right yep well as far as i'm concerned the only two options that we have when it comes to a federal election for president is a a choice of bread you have a a nice brioche bun on one side it's tasty it's a little sweet com- comparable to a hawaiian roll right Yes, sir. And then on the other side, you have this beautiful, beautiful, it's a, and it's a totally different type of bread. It's like a ciabatta. It's hard on the outside. It's crusty. And then it's airy on the inside. It's delicious. But you cut those buns open and then you slop a big old pile of shit on them. And you ask me to take a bite. Well, I don't eat it sandwiches. So, <laughs> so. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still say it, even if I don't have a say. And what I guess what I'm saying to that point is, I don't, I don't eat shit sandwiches, bro. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I get where you're coming I love from. It. I, 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 love I really it. do. Back in 1996, George Carlin gave his opinion on voting. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years (laughs) doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They They say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote, and you elect dishonest, incompetent people, and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, 
did not even leave the House on Election Day. I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year, you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. Thank you very much. But, but just to backtrack, just to backtrack a little bit about the split of parties and the sort of blurred lines in between who is where and whatnot. There was a guy in the mid 20th century that was in the Senate. He was a Senator from Ohio named Robert Taft. Okay. And his nickname, I hope I'm getting all this right. Cause I'm using my phone to connect to you guys and I don't really have any resources in front of me, but here goes his his nickname, Robert Taft's nickname, was Mr. Republican. This guy, like, was the embodiment of all of these um, Republican and conservative principles. Now, at that time, we're getting out of the war, and the UN is created, and and we're starting to get into NATO, which is essentially just the military wing of the UN. And you can you don't have to look too hard to see all of the bad stuff that has come out of that. Well, he voted against being in NATO. Imagine that. We've been talking about Bush and all of these interventionist Republicans when it comes to foreign policy. Well, this guy named Mr. Republican, he he voted that we do not join NATO, which in my opinion, history would have been a lot better yep. uh, had we not. And yep. it, it would be better if we decided to get out right now. But it it wasn't long after that. I mean, it wasn't more than a couple decades where there was a new wing of the Republican Party created, and they're still around today. The Bushes are, are part of this neoconservative wing, the neocons. We've all heard the term, right? And that is where the war and the interventionism really, really started for the Republican Party, because they were the non-interventionist party. I mean, just think about the, the, the limited government uh, state of mind would lead one to not once intervene intervene internationally militarily but the neoconservatives were actually those democrats mm-hmm. that moved over to the republican party and that's where they came from so that that's my point no that's great i love it I love it. And I think this the shit sandwich analogy was fucking awesome. First of all, love it. Love Thanks, it. Thank I'm, you, I'm, I'm very familiar with brioche and ciabatta. But I, <laughs> I well, Southern California. Oh, dude. That's. Well, no, was there any ranch or bacon on that shit sandwich? Because that heavily <laughs> influences. Heavily dictates does it matter? Right, it does, right. actually. Does it matter? <laughs> But what I was gonna say is, that hey, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip out for a pee real quick. I'll be right back. Go ahead. All right, you're brother. good, brother. Oh, that's so great, dude. How great Love is it. this guy? Love it, dude. I'm having a blast, man. I feel bad for the folks that skipped out on us. You should all feel horrible, <laughs> bro. Don't even, don't even get me started on that one. 
Oh, I'm just, I'm just playing. No, I am, I am, I am. I was, but I'm, but you know what? It's like weird how that, how it works out because it does work out. It does work out in some weird way where if you can imagine, like, I'm still on my show and you're, I'm still going to invite a bunch more people. And I like it when it's a big group of people, but it's so much more intimate when it's just a couple people. Cause if you, again, if you can imagine, like, you already can, you've been there, you've done that. Yeah sessions that you've had where it's like 10 people trying to talk and so no it it, it um it's working out oh yeah beautifully sure. on my boy's day of birth let's fucking go let's go now this is I- this has been we done been all over the map we done talked some ball we done talked some football some baseball we didn't talk geography fucking American history when dipped into the political realm. The color blue. talked about flat earth. And you know, you brought up a banging point when you were talking about um when you brought red and blue into the the Republican Republican Democrat talk. I didn't even (laughs) think about that when I was going on my little tyrant tirade, you know, um what you know, you always see blues associated with Democrats and reds associated with Republicans. Mm-hmm. And it is just where does it where does the mental onslaught stop? And it doesn't. Look look at that flag right there. Yeah, that's been that's, staring that's at our it flag. all night. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's actually based off of the French flag. So because uh, prior to the Louisiana Purchase of 1803, yes. I believe Arkansas was purchased, yeah, from from France as well. So the, yeah. that's where our flag comes from. Yeah, there's a old spelling of Arkansas that involves Q's and shit, and it's from the time that um, France owned our, uh, this part of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, our capital is Des Moines. There, yeah, there are a few S's that weren't pronounced. Yep. Yeah, this is wild, boys. This is Dude, good I'm, stuff, man. man. I, so I had like able to two cups and... of coffee. My boy been up since what? What'd you say? You've been working since four. I got I got up at three this morning. Uh, I uh decided to spice it up with a, a pot of coffee and some how's this for french some uh some la croix sparkling water i'm amped up boys i'm I ready about to go la, this is a blast there's la actually croix. there's actually a little community about 20 minutes south of me called frenchman's bayou and oh, I'm not exactly yeah. sure why it's called Frenchman's Bayou. I'm I'm assuming it has to do with the fact that France used to own this shit. But well, that and uh, you're close to uh, Louisiana as well, right? Yep. So the uh, the Cajuns were. So we know that Australia was like a penal colony for the for Great Britain, right? Yeah. Well, that's what Louisiana was for Quebec. Ain't that some shit? So they they were sending all those French badasses down there, just shipping them and, down. And uh, that's what I think the kid. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So There's they sent a bunch of French criminals down. from Quebec to. <laughs> 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 I 
That's wild. I I yeah. actually didn't Too know fun. that about Louisiana. I didn't either. <clears throat> I I think I'm I correct on as, that. Yeah, that I the Cajuns are descendants was of, always, of criminals from. I just assumed it always was because that was the mouth of the Mississippi, and they needed somewhere to have a southern route. Uh, you know, for trade and stuff. Huh. I'm I'm gonna dig into that. See, there's yeah, I mean, all kind of if there's all kind of shows I want to do that probably wouldn't interest Drew at all. Like there's there's been rumors that there were a native race of giants that lived here, like Native Americans, but they were like eight plus feet tall people that I've been slowly trying. I it's that's what I would believe. That's what I would believe. But uh, there's an art of paper, art of, a paper, newspaper article, damn it, that was from the 1800s that I've been trying to validate and find other literatures about. But it's not a really easy subject to get too much information on around. No, here. no. That's like trying to find information on Klaus Schwab's history. <laughs> and I think it's, I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to believe that there were probably several different, um, oh shit, races of natives that were probably what we would today consider to be giants. I mean, I've put it out there mm-hmm. that it, in my mind, if all you had to do to get around was run, then you'd probably over a few hundred years grow some pretty long legs. <laughs> you know, uh, we're told that these people hunted, you know, herds of buffalo and whatever and, I ain't never seen no buffalo, but I imagine it could boot scoot and boogie pretty quick. And I know me. Oh, you've never seen one? I mean, no. Third. Dude, they will move, man. They will kill your ass. Hey, no, no offense, Chef. But yeah. uh if you go to Yellowstone, man, there are stupid people from California that get themselves killed every year because they think they want to go up there and take a picture with that two thousand pound battering ram. And they get flung up 20 feet in the air and it's over. But no, it's, 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 I'm glad you brought that up. I actually, I have a buddy that, uh, I have a buddy in the area. He's originally from New Mexico and he's just a badass dude. But his, uh, his side hobby is just reading books on, on giants and, and, uh, Nephilim and whatnot. Um, this is another TP thing, man. So he's the one that really turned me on to this, and I ended up buying the book. Are you guys familiar with the book of Enoch? E-N-O-C-H? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I own so it. The, have, I own it. Yeah, have you have you dug into like the story at all and like got the got the picture? Um, I I have read it, and I don't even think I've finished it. But I have the book of Enoch and the lost books of the Bible, so I've dug into like a lot of other books. But I'm pretty familiar with the book of Enoch and yeah, dude. Yeah, I've got a base understanding about what it says. The well, giants. Yeah. Say... It... Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. The gi- What's That's it? what the was giants... destroyed during the flood, right? No. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. 
no, I was gonna. I was just gonna mention uh, the Giants of. I'm, I hope I pronounce this right. Uh, in Afghanistan, Gandafar. Yeah. Kandahar. Okay, yeah. Kandahar. The Kandahar giant dude. TP TP TP. Shout out, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. But the story, like, right there were these watchers, these angels that were watching over Earth and whatnot, and they saw these Earth women, and they're like, they look nice. You know, we like them. We're gonna we're gonna make a secret pact, and we're gonna do this behind God's back. Like, you can do something like that. And, um, just imagine what, what would happen when, when, um, let's say these heavenly quote unquote, whether that they're good or evil beings, um, polymorph or whatever, because we're talking, you know, we're, we're talking about they're, they're not like of the flesh, right. And they polymorph and then they, they plant a seed in a woman. Well, you're going to get some crazy abomination. And that's like the the idea of why the flood happened like i'm i'm gonna get rid of these damn things yep you know is what god was saying and and uh yeah and then you get into the story of david and goliath and whatnot and it's nuts it's nuts just to add on to the watchers if you've ever seen the movie um oh, i don't is it is it called exodus it's got some russell crowe he stars as a uh, Noah, and it does a really good. I job. think it's called Noah. Actually, it is called Noah. Um, like I said, it's got Russell Crowe and uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, probably one mm-hmm. of my top five favorite actors mm-hmm. of all time. But uh, it does a really good job of showing the world the way the Bible won't at that time about how there were huge cities and mm-hmm. folks like Tubal Cain and they were just these yes. earthly warlords basically that were just corrupt for they all they wanted was power and knowledge and these fallen that w- were referred to as the watchers were the providers of such mm-hmm. knowledge but then towards yes the, towards the the time as it as the flood drew near they started to realize that they were on the wrong side of the fight (laughs) because you can't really fight god and they decided Mm -hmm. to instead Mm -hmm. help noah and noah's family and as the movie suggests if it weren't for the watchers noah and his family never would have survived but um there is definitely and i know that there's people out there that will discredit the book of Enoch because they say that it that Enoch claims to be the Christ I haven't seen that myself I don't know if that's true or not but I believe that we can't discredit the fact that there was a a world happening before the flood and that the flood didn't just happen yeah. because was- folks didn't believe in God. It was because the the angels that God kicked out of heaven were literally about to corrupt the entire planet. Yeah, well, they did. They did. Down to, I mean, and, almost uh, it's down the- to every and- single soul. Yeah, that's why God wanted to wipe it out. 
And uh, it was called the Antediluvian area era, I believe. Um, the the pre-flood world. Um, yeah, it's crazy, dude. What, how, man, we have taken a trip through the universe tonight. I was Boy, just thinking, is, you know, it's been a podcast on the six four three conspiracy when you've talked about literally politics, religion, flat earth. <laughs> Geography, sports, everything. We betcha. have touched all the bases tonight. I couldn't be more thrilled. This is awesome. And 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 I don't I don't want you to ever think that somebody's gonna we can disagree all day long, brother. I don't it, that is the least of my concerns. I will never lash out and disrespect somebody simply because I don't agree with them. Most of the times I don't agree with somebody. I love hearing why they, you know, it, mm-hmm. to me, it, like I always say, it's not enough to simply say that you believe. If you don't know why you believe, then you really don't believe. And so when somebody could be well, like, yeah. Look, I disagree yeah. with you, but here's why. Then it's like, oh, shit, that's what's mm-hmm. up. Because now we can compare and contrast our supporting evidence and then maybe who knows between us doing that we come to a decision you know a, a, a different conclusion altogether and we both walk away satisfied that i was gonna say that, that we, we can have a respectful conversation we, we're doing just fine because you guys aren't bringing some cookie cutter bullshit to the table as far as i'm concerned yeah well, i'm starting my the cookie cutter to, bullshit to break away from any of the molds um You've probably heard me say that as far as religion's concerned, if you can call yourself a name as far as that be like I was raised as a member of the Church of Christ with Catholic, Baptist, missionary, Baptist, Kojic, Lutheran, Presbyterian, whatever you want to call yourself. If you can call yourself something, you've probably got it wrong because you've relied more on man's institution than gods to me the the answer to a a collective a collective identity as opposed to your own it's not so much a collective identity i just think that for me to go sit in a building and adhere to a certain set of principles that completely contradict what the what the meaning was ultimately supposed to be like i i mean I've dug into different denominations a little bit. I've, I've gone to different churches, um, but being raised church of Christ, that's the one I'm most knowledgeable about. Like growing up, whenever anybody would ask me, you know, where do I go to church? And I tell them I go to church of Christ. And they're like, Oh, you're the ones that believe everybody else is going to hell. Don't you? And I try to, I try to be like, no, but then I sit there and think about it. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what they teach is that if you're not a member of the church of Christ, you're pretty much going to hell. And I'm just like, man, the day I realized that that was some bullshit, I was like, man, I'm, I, I really don't like, I really haven't been church since because there's no point in it. I don't don't think the Bible says that. No, and, and, and if you know <laughs> what the Bible says, the Bible says that it that that it's between you and God, not between you and a church mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more which I and I don't think there's anything with reaching out to somebody trying to learn any about a specific topic or something, but to go sit in a building and just believe everything that the man behind the pulpit says is 
gospel truth. I think that's a dangerous game. You're playing with your soul. And if you really want to know the questions, then you've got to go to the scripture and you've got to talk to God and then you'll figure it out. That's where I'm at with it. And I, and I hate it because like, I don't know how to really treat the situation with my kids because I can't break down what they need to know into a eight year old and 12 year old level. You know, it's like, I can barely understand it at 33 but like they've got to start learning because my kids really don't even know about jesus you know they they know that you know they've got a bible they i think they look at it but they don't like my oldest daughter she she carries it around and like a a fork fell in the sink the other day out of the out of the dish drain and she went ran the got the bible and was like demon get that up just like girl you bet first off First off, quit playing because if you get some shit popping off in my house tonight, I'm going to be mad. I have to work in the morning. I cannot move tonight. <laughs> we got to live here for at least the rest of this lease, honey. Like, I need you to stop. We're not going to acknowledge what's in the corner messing with the dishes. <laughs> but like, they don't, they don't know. And I can't provide it to them. And I understand that. And I feel like I'm depriving them of that relationship, but I just don't feel like the answer is taking them to some, listen to some other man, tell them what it is. Like, cause who, I mean, at the end of the day, man's fallible, man. Like I, it's the age old quandary, you know, how can I trust anything that a man's done because a man's always going to be wrong. But then I heard something today that was like somebody arguing that they couldn't trust the Bible because it was written by a man. But then a dude was like, well, who else was supposed to write it? And I was like, damn, that's a good question. And if you think about it, who else was supposed to write it? I mean, because the giraffe, (laughs) the birds in the sky, were they going to write this book? I mean, a a man's hand had to pen it. It's just, once again, I think it's another, another rabbit hole that we can fall down and never really find our, find ourselves in a settled space set spot i think i think to be a follower of christ means that you're always evolving in your way of thought because we're never gonna fully know at least that's my opinion the best we can do is the best we can do sure Dio, what do you think bro man you guys are uh you're uh, talking, talking some uh, some stuff that's really, really. Uh, I don't know how to say this. Finally, uh, at this point in my life, where uh, I'm, I'm coming around. And I've been, I have been reading the Bible. Uh, that's a result, as far as I'm concerned. By the way, you guys have me on video now. What do you mean on video? Can you can you see me or are you, no? No, no, I, can, no icon? I I just see oh, that okay. beautiful state flag with with Mother Freedom dropping bombs. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, man, I guess it's just a result of my lack of uh, faith in man. Uh, like I said earlier, I I don't think there's any way out voting and politically. If uh, I, I've 
I guess I'm coming out right now on the airwaves. I've, I've uh, finally um, decided that, that Christ is the way that I, uh, the footsteps I want to follow. And uh, th- every, I'm sure you guys have heard it before that, uh, you know, I'm nowhere near where I need to be. We never will be. But, uh, but I'm there. I've, I've been reading. And um, I think that the Bible does provide what the, the well, the, the blueprint, what we need to do. I mean, if you actually, if you look at Mark one fifteen, it's pretty simple. Uh, Christ said, and saying, it is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So that's what you have to do. You have to repent and believe the gospel. So re- what is repentance? Turning away from sin and, and, uh, which getting back to the Enoch in the story prior to that, um, you know, sin is woven into our DNA. Uh, I believe that. And um, Christ is the way out. And it's not just faith in Christ. Yes, it, it's faith in Christ, but but that faith in Christ and loving God is following in his footsteps. And that is the turning away from sin. So if you are following Jesus and if you have faith in Christ, then it's not a works-based religion, right? But the faith in Christ and walking in his footsteps, works are going to happen. So I agree. that's where I I'm agree. at. I hope I don't get in trouble. No, brother. I, no. I love, first off, um, <laughs> if, I, if I understood you correctly, I am really humbled to be the, be the person to, distribute the 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 message that that you finally you know settled into being comfortable enough to say that you are a follower of christ uh that's awesome brother uh i wish you nothing but the best in this never-ending journey of mystery and conundrums but um a couple of Mm -hmm. things that you touched on there yes it talks a lot about faith we all have heard the the passage where if our faith was but the size of a grain of mustard seed, then we could look at a mountain and tell it to move. Yes, and it sir. Would. But you also have to keep that in one hand and keep the, the, the scripture that says that faith without works is dead. You have to, it's not simply good enough to believe. It's what are you doing in your daily life to live like you believe? Um, I'm nobody to tell, you know, I'm not the person to sit here and tell you what that means or how to go about doing that. But I, but I feel comfortable enough to say that you, you got to do more than simply believe. Um, we, we, hell, it, it tells us many, many is going to come before me saying, Lord, Lord, have I not done many great works in thy name? And he's going to look at them and say, you know, turn from me. I never knew you. And it's going to be a horrible day because there's going to be plenty of people that, Oh, well, I've accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior, but then I didn't do anything else about it, but I was good. Jesus, what happened, bro? I was good. And they, no, man, it wasn't good. You, you didn't, you didn't fulfill your end of this agreement, homie. So I think it's important to realize that it's a, it's a daily walk, like in the literalist of senses from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to be in the back of your mind that, hey, I'm living for something more. I'm 
I'm, I'm not supposed to do certain things. I'm not, we're never going to stop ourselves from having thoughts that we have. We're never going to stop ourselves right, right. from having certain tendencies and natures about ourselves because we are human. But what you do you do after that? When you realize, man, I've been sitting here thinking about this woman I saw at the checkout line for 30 minutes. What do you do after that? God knows. Do you do you ask for forgiveness? And do you try to consciously make an effort not to do that anymore? Or do you just keep on going, oh, my bad. My bad. It, well, that's, it, yeah, that's it's repentance. Be your bad. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and another thing you, you hit on, you said that we're all, we're all born into sin. And while that is true, I, I would like to make the distinction that we're not born into our father's sin. I'm not right, yes, responsible yeah, I, yeah. for what my dad did or what his dad did or what I wasn't when I, when I was born, I didn't have somebody else's sin cast on me. Mm-hmm. I, I started I with a blank slate. All, the, that, all yeah. the sin that's tallied up under my name is of my own. I didn't, I didn't start yes, behind the eight ball because of anybody else. And, and so when, and I'm not saying that's what you implied by any stretch of the means, Theo, I was just, I felt like it was important no, to, no, you're good, man. to draw that distinction because there are people out there. There's a whole sect of the world that believes that you're born with the sin of your fathers and you're not. And I mean, if I wanted to, I could pull mm, out the scripture no. right now and, and we could get into it, but it, it, Google, Google, you're not born with the sin of your fathers or anybody that wants to go find that, that passage. Cause it's in there. You don't have to take my word for it. I'm not on reading rainbow, but I can say that <laughs> reading rainbow, LeVar Burton, loving it. Butterfly I have to, so <laughs> I have to say real quick, real quick. I have to interrupt Leo when you earth Leo, I said, Leo, Theo, when you were talking, my fiance is uh, on the works. other side of this on the other side of this camera and she was giving me looks so i was laughing but i was not laughing at, it just so ha- it bugged me because it was at the same time when you were talking about bro you're good scripture and you're good it's not like you can see me no but still you can see me and while you're talking no. and opening not i'm not saying opening up but you're talking about this and i'm laughing my ass off um, no, it wasn't that I was laughing because we're actually in the same boat, dude. I didn't get my my first Bible. I was, um, I mean, I had a, I've had, I've made, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be caught, but I can like literally write a documentary on my life and it's been pretty fucking wild as I think every single person has had a, a very wild life and also could write a documentary. But um, I just recently within the last like, I want to say like probably two years, maybe two and a half years, I got my first Bible and actually first actually started picking it up. And it was because I had I was taking advantage of my unemployment during the pandemic. And I had a fuck ton of money, dude, a lot of money, like more money than I've ever had in my life. And for most people, they're like, ah, that's chump change. For me, this was like the most amount of money in my life. And I found myself. Right, I went and bought all these cool things that I've always wanted that I could never afford. And Mm -hmm. I was the most miserable I have ever been in my entire life. I was literally, I never knew what depression was. 
I knew what it was, and I'm always like, how can someone be so miserable that they're depressed? Like, that was my mindset. Like, how are you depressed when you're in high school? Like, it's awesome. Granted, I was depressed in high school, but I didn't realize what depression was until I had all this money. And I was the most, again, the most unhappy I've ever been in my life. And it wasn't. Isn't that wild? It is so wild. It is. It literally to me blows my mind because. Like when I was a kid, I idolized all these rappers and I wanted an Escalade because Lil Wayne drove an Escalade and I wanted, I watched Cribs, I wanted a fat crib and I was going to be a famous rapper even though I can't even write a fucking poem. And my my thought process was so far off reality. And I'm not saying that if you have dreams and aspirations of being a famous podcaster or a famous country singer or rock and roll singer or rapper, I'm not saying that those are not out of the realm of possibility, but at the same time, I feel like I was living outside of my world. And it wasn't until I got the Bible and I started reading, um, I think it's Psalms 91. This is how new I am to this, right? Even though it's been two years, but um, yeah. I'm I'm very new good. again. I'm very new to this as well, and I'm still learning as I'm going. And I'm not saying you're learning as you're going, but going back to you know when I was, I am, uh, yeah. So, and I I think I think real quick, I think that this goes in a lot of different avenues of life. But the second that you think you know it all, that second that you know everything and you know it all, you're fucking. Asshole, babe. <laughs> She's laughing at me because I always say I know it all, right? That dude. bit me in the ass, dude. But anyhow, the second that you really think you know it all is the second that you fail. When you're not willing to like open up mm-hmm. and like, you know, whether that be a conspiracy, whether that being the Bible, whether that being is the grass greener on the other side, like I think that it's very important to be a sponge and to absorb yeah Yeah. and then you filter it out the best that you can rant over no it's all good dude that was good yeah no i'm new i'm 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 with you i i i did have the benefit of um being around a lot of uh uh, well-versed christians when i was a kid and it didn't really sink in until these uh well these recent happenings uh covid and yada just losing complete faith in humanity confidence in myself and then realizing that that uh i don't know the bible just seems so much more plausible now you have to get choked you got that choker has to you got to be ripped down to the ground right and i'm, and I'm not saying that i i, I was ever low we're because you know you you know we're talking about um you were saying depression in high school and whatnot. And dude, I'm with you the same, same thing with me, but those are, those are first world problems. They're, those are anomalies of the place and the culture that we grew up because you go to a lot of these places. I've heard at least like, uh, you, you know, really poor parts of Mexico and whatnot and shit that they don't have the depression and whatnot that, that we necessarily have. Maybe they're not counting. You know, I, I don't know. But uh, they don't have time not for to depression. Change the subject. You guys, if I circle back, 
Yeah, get right, it, man. Right, get yeah. It. That's a good point. It's where's my next meal going to come from? But do, you, do you guys mind if I circle back real quick to the to works and faith? Go works ahead, man. Versus faith? We'll circle back. I'm going to go right back. This goes back to what? This goes back to what Hank was saying. Yeah, it's all good. So, oh gosh, I, I really want to hear what Chef has to say about this. But um, my, th- and this is a thought that I've had just, you know, being at work alone and just probably not focusing on what I'm doing as much as I should. But um, works versus faith. So God knows our heart, right? Mm-hmm. And works works are an outward expression so we've all met fake bastards that do all sorts of great works but but you can tell they're just evil shallow and empty so what i thought recently is you take some of these guys that are at like the real extreme end of the spectrum right like ted bundy okay sure that dude he did evil shit. He, I mean, he killed women. Like, we might not even know how many. I think it, the official counts in the 20s or something like that. Nasty, horrible. I sure. hate bringing up the name. I'm not glorifying anything. I'm not the. It's it, to me personally. If I, I'll watch the crime documentary and whatnot, Chef. I'm glad you're back because I really want to hear what you have to say about this. The, this recent thought revelation that I've had. Uh, we're on works versus faith. Is that and you go to um, a far extreme of a of an individual of a person like Ted Bundy, okay, mm-hmm. and that dude was a nice guy, man. All right, that dude worked on a suicide hotline. That dude talked people off of the ledge, okay. I bet, I bet that I bet he bought flowers for mom every Mother's Day. But he was an evil bastard. So that to me is why works uh, can't be the main focus. And that's why the works have to be an expression, not an afterthought, but but secondary to the faith. Because if you do have faith in Christ, it's not just the works. The works are going to happen because his name is jesus christ and he was the one so anyway i don't know that's my thought wow dude that i first of all i did not know that about ted bundy but even even if like there's a lot of people that are in a very similar situation to ted bundy there's a lot of great that great people that mean well that work in like cps but they're also tied into, uh, you know, child sex trafficking and human save, uh, uh, child slavery and whatnot. No, that's a solid point. That's a solid point. And I do, like, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm in a weird kind of situation, and I'm, I'm going to get back to what you were saying. But like, I have a, I have a hard time identifying myself as a Christian because. As long as you can still hear me, okay, there we go. Uh, Because I think there there are, it's again going back to what you said. It's grouping, grouping, right? So I know good Catholics that are good people, 
But if you look mm-hmm. deeper into Catholicism, like it gets pretty dark. But I think that goes both ways as far as Catholic or Catholicism and being a Catholic and what have you. I think there are probably some really good Mormons out there. But the root of when you get you know deeper into the religion and you get higher up, you know you're always going to have you're always going to have those shit bags at the end of the that are. I guess the head of the snake that are messing everybody else up. And I get, I mean, it even gets into with like the Freemasons. Like, I feel like there are some very good Freemasons out there, but when you get to the tip of the organization, they're all shit bags. And I think that all boils down to mm-hmm. the tip, the tip, the tip, the tip, the tip of the iceberg. If you, if you boil it all that- down, I think if you have, you know, a relationship with, with Jesus Christ, even if you don't, and I know this is kind of controversial where if you do not call him in your brain, like Jesus Christ, and you do not accept him as your Lord and savior as the name Jesus Christ, me personally, I believe in the Bible, but I think as, as long as you're believing in, and I, I know this can go both ways. And, and I do back and forth on this in my brain. Like tomorrow I might have a different conversation with you about it. But as of right now, my thoughts are like, I think as long as you realize your place on this earth, where you came from and who died for your sins. Like, I think that does have a, 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 a big, a big part in it. You know, like I always try to keep and Hank and I, we, we talked, um, I don't even remember what episode or what, but we were talking about incidences when you're, when you do something out of the good of your heart, which I, I think is also like in the good of Jesus and what he would want you to do, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see this person that's homeless or you see this person in need, even though they might be tricking you and they might be, you know, they want that five bucks so they can go buy themselves an, another dime bag or or buy themselves another pint of booze as a for, as opposed to feeding their dog like they said they would or get themselves a cheeseburger like they said they were they were looking for water and looking for food i think it's the intention and i think the intention also boils down to you know the holy ghost jesus christ and knowing where you came from and accepting that i think as long as you're putting that good intention out there like i think that's that's all that matters and you're not doing it to to receive something back cuz a lot of people are like hey like if i give oh. ten, 10 homeless people burgers like i give them burgers all day but then on on your on your off hours you're doing horrible bad shit and you're sinning to the next level but you went to church that day you got out of church and you went and handed out hamburgers or what have you you handed out goodie bags like and that goes back to your Ted Bundy bringing up him. Like he was a, you know, as you said, he worked for the suicide hotline. There's probably a good He was a sweetheart. Him. Yeah, he was a, but at the end of the day, he didn't have Jesus. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe at the end of the day he did, I guess we don't know. I don't think hopefully, that he said anything hopefully about he that did. in the prison interview. But hopefully he did. Hopefully at one point, <laughs> sure, as, yeah. bad as, as bad We're as We're supposed person, to pray for him. And I do think there's a, again, being really new to this, the power of prayer, I can't deny it. I just can't. Yeah, I hear it's you. Helped, it's I helped hear you. me out. It's helped other people out. And uh, 
it's it's I don't even have the words, man. I really honestly don't have the words. It's yeah, that, special. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, dude, to me, it boils down to that one passage, uh, that one. Yeah, and I can't even remember uh, where I need to find it. That's 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 gonna come with time and repetition study. But as far as the way, um, it, it's clear if we read the Bible. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And, that would be um, John 14, 6. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Pro- you know, uh, uh, John chapter 1, 1 through 6 is, oh, is pretty beautiful. moving as well. Um, I don't have it completely memorized, but, you know, I have the first three I do. What was it? In the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word, the word was, with was God. God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with the Word. So depending you probably on heard reading, me right? go on on my tyrants about that specific verse, right? About how that that. It's funny word, how we came to the I, same point. Exactly, like I call that word the law, and and Kyle's yeah. heard me talk about it a lot, and when you think about it instead of looking at that as a as word and more as law then you start to understand more about what's really going on because that law is the very essence of our reality from the law yes it is it is the operating system of our existence and yes. everything from lucifer to a mosquito was made from that law it's just and there's a and and, you know there's just a whole other rabbit hole to go down with that but at the end of the day i think if, if anybody that that gets into wanting to further their uh knowledge of the scripture or anything the thing that i would i would urge is not to be overwhelmed not to let yourself be disheartened by how much you don't know, because you've heard Chef say that he's new to it. You know, Theo, I know you're new to it. I was literally mm-hmm. raised in the church, and I in the st- South, <laughs> yeah, and I still don't <laughs> know close to anything. Close, you know, like yeah. I listened to Jason and Christopher at Operation Red Pill. And shout out mm-hmm. to you guys. I love you guys. Uh, their show has helped me out with my walk with Christ more than anything here lately. Uh, but you don't have to be a person who can whip out any given scripture at any given time. You don't yeah. need to know every single thing cover to cover. Because I firmly believe that you'll never be able to understand everything that's in between those two covers. Not not in one lifetime, anyhow. And we I can't. don't believe in reincarnation. But, no. no. But I do believe that we can learn enough to make it to heaven. <clears throat> and the well, basics hey, let's, of let's that finish. is love each other. Try to live with Christ in the forefront of your mind and 
like I like I tell Kyle all the time, don't be a dick. I got to work on that. We all do, man. We all do. I mean, I'll, I'll be sitting in the middle of but town hell. behind some slow grandma, just like, and then I have oh, to behind just like me. woo saw oh, for a man. second. Like, oh, Hank, you, you, I you, ought, make it you ought not get this mad over being and in you're traffic. you're not even from Southern California, dude. Come on, <laughs> Bro, I am that person that people, due to my past, like, I am a, I am straight edge. Like, I'm as straight as you can fucking get. Like, I'm just messing with you, bro. I gotta no, give you crap. No, but dude, it's true, man. <laughs> I'm that guy that Hank's that Hank's honking at on the freeway. <laughs> I go yeah. if the speed limit yeah. is 65, I'm going 65. That's it, and I'll stay in the oh, slow man. lane. But I, okay, I do, you know, I do the Southern California little gangster roll. I don't <laughs> do this, but at the same time, no, I'm serious, dude. I fly as straight as possible, man. Like I, I really try. Uh, anyhow, that's what was funny. Yeah, I'm that guy. If you guys are honking, just picture stuff. That's me. <laughs> I'm gonna try I'm that listen- now. One, maybe it'll help. I'm listening to my podcast. I'm trying to educate myself. You know, I got my kids. Sometimes I have my kids in the back. Not not every time, but. And Hank, talking to you, man, my accent keeps changing, bro. Watch out. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll take it. I, think I noticed you say y'all. Yeah, I've so I was stationed in um, I was stationed in I don't know where it came from, but I was stationed in Florida for like two years, and so maybe a lot of the people came from there. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know from there. <laughs> but I I I at that time, and I still do. I listen to a lot of country music. In my opinion, it's mm-hmm. one of the best genres of all time. Just you know, I like oldies. It, I like a it. lot of stuff, but I hey, love country. You gotta get, let, gotta let get the southern draw, old country man. Let it suck you in, Hank Williams. Let it envelop you, Hank Williams. Hank Williams Jr. Um, my grandma. Mm-hmm. I mean, she grew up listening to all that stuff, and it just kind of like. Next thing me. you know, you're just gonna be sitting on your front porch with a glass of sweet tea, chewing a wheat stalk. This is when and where. How do I get there? How do I get there? <laughs> Don't come here. We got mosquitoes. <laughs> I eighty, buddy. No, I you got eighty. Is how you get here. You got uh, a. <laughs> we got mosquitoes, bro. You got chiggers. You told me about them chiggers. Oh yeah, we do got some they... chiggers. Yeah, man. I don't know about that, dude. They you, you said what you had to say. You said they like to go into like dark, moist areas. Yeah. And it was that. I was like, ah, backs of the knees, in between your toes, all up in your crotch, butt crack, armpits, Mm-mm. right Dang around it. your waistline. <clears throat> you got you guys get water moccasins in your wood pile. Oh, those are those are deadly, right? Yeah, they're poisonous. Yeah, fuck that. They can be. I um, guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's why negative 30 in the middle of winter is awesome. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) I haven't seen any of them this year. So far, I got lucky, and all I saw this year were garter snakes, which I'll leave them hanging around the house because they kill rats and frogs and shit. Yeah, we got got them. Yeah. 
They like to yeah. scare the hell out of my wife, though. <laughs> They'll sit there and hide under a tuft of grass, sunbathing, and then you'll take a step and literally step on one of them things, and they'll rear up, and then they'll scurry off. Oof. I'm going to quit acting like I ain't scared of them bitches, too, because I don't like a snake. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like a snake. <laughs> I'm down for a non-poisonous snake. I really want one, but I have nope. four cats. Nope. I have four cats, two dogs, two kids, and a fucking shack. Literally in a sh- like, it's small. My and, favorite uh, snake's a dead snake. Yeah, if it's venomous, if it's venomous, like if it's a normal snake, dude, I've yeah, had, there ain't I no love... normal to a snake, bro. Be mice. If it the weren't for a damn snake, rat. if it weren't for a damn snake, we'd still be living in the Garden of Eden. Oh, how did I know that that was going to come up? <laughs> why are why are you afraid of snakes, Hank? Because I, I can't hear them coming. A rattlesnake well, uh, can maybe because. It, well, see, I'm from an area where there's plenty of other no ropes that'll kill you. Did you say the cabal, Theo? Yeah. Yep. I, so dude, I got no, really I said, deep into um, the the fall the. I got really deep into spiritualism, the man, right? Yep. And and like you know, with the meditation and the chakras and stuff, and I got real deep into that astral projection and all that. And then I started learning about the Kundalini. And then when I figured out that the Kundalini was the spine that, or this serpent that intertwines with your spine, and like that's where your energy comes from. I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to leave this alone. Of course, the one thing that you would be the, the center point of this whole idea would have to be a serpent. It couldn't have been anything else. It had to be the serpent. Ah, okay. Appreciate that. Holler at you, Lucy. I'm out. <laughs> That's great. Guys. Oh, my Lord. I cannot thank y'all enough for coming and hanging out with me tonight uh theo i know you've had a long day man i am just so humbled and honored to uh have had you on hey, here with us thanks for having me this conversation I, I really appreciate has not disappointed i did want to say one more thing and i think it would actually be a really fitting and good ending too right let's if, go if, you, if i may and that is that to finish off those first few verses of the book of john and it's just so beautiful uh and the darkness could not comprehend it amen let's amen. go and the darkness could not carp could not i'm writing this down comprehend it couldn't comprehend it that's yeah that's beautiful. uh read read um john chapter one one through six it's i amazing. mean read the whole thing but that the first few verses there yeah yeah so, hey, thanks for having me. I, I wish that uh, E-Rock and TP could be here, but uh, I'm glad that I could make it. And I think that I think something's happening here, guys. Oh, I think yeah. Something's happening here. Oh, yeah. You guys we're definitely going to we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to do more. Yeah, we're definitely going to stay in touch. Um, I understand that it was last minute. Um, like I said, TP just reached out last night. Then I was thinking this morning, damn, I guess I could see if any of them want to come on tonight. And I'm glad I reached out because if I wouldn't have reached out and asked if y'all wanted to hop on, it just been me and Kyle in here tonight. And 
And there's nothing wrong with that because Kyle, you know I love you. I but love you, Theo, this has been no absolutely incredible, bro. Yeah, hey, thanks, Hank. Man, this is awesome. It's why been an experience. You, uh, I really and, appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you, E Rock and TP? All right. Well, you can find us at iotalkguys.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram. I believe it's at Iowa Talk Guys underscore podcast. Uh, you can find us on X at Iowa Talk Guys. You can email us T-P-T-E-E-P-E-E at iowatalkguys.com. Theo at iowatalkguys.com. E-Rock at iowatalkguys.com. Uh, and something that we all, the way we always end our show is uh, don't eat the yellow cake, don't eat the yellow snow, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Theo, man, once again, just can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. You'll have to let E-Rock and TP know Thanks, just brother. how much they missed Thanks, out brother. on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> there you go. Kyle, my brother, you know I love you, man. Uh, let the folks know about Sunday night. You know where we be. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of everywhere at this moment. I got little Ellie here in the house. Got to make her little appearance. Ellie. Um, got her little amber necklace, you know, rocking a little bit of that holistic knit, holisticness, trying to get rid of those, uh, those teething issues that she may or may not be having. Uh, but yeah, you can find us over at Spotify, Apple. We're, we're on a lot of other platforms. I don't pay, honestly, I don't pay attention to much of the other ones other than Spotify and Apple. Um, super stoked to be here, dude. One more time. Happy fucking birthday. Hank dog in the house. Happy birthday, happy birthday man. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, happy it. birthday. And uh, yeah, no, we should definitely link up. Theo, you talked to the other, the other gentleman over there and mm-hmm. uh e-rock and, and tp and let's make something happen dude i think it'd be really cool to do like a three-part series if not more where we we do uh we meet up and we drop one on 643 one on iowa talk guys and then uh one on snss that'd be fucking awesome i think we all get along and uh yeah man it was a pleasure to meet you theo hank again thank you for having me on i appreciate it likewise uh, chef Hope you all have a blessed night. Yes, sir. Send my, send my best to Ashley and the kids. Yeah, I will. I will. I got to go make some. I know it's late as shit. Don't judge me. It's like 830. I got to go make some dinner. I'm not sure what I'm going to make up. Um, but we have a couple. Uh, we're going to mix some stuff together, and it's going to be bomb. My girl, man. She's so damn cute. Yeah, she's. Uh, let me say hi. Say hi. Say hi. I remember one time when we're that young. Speak with your chest. Right here. Speak with your chest. Say hello. <laughs> hello. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest, girl. Let's yeah, go. I have, I, I have all girls, and, I, and I, I try to remember that they're girls, but at the same time, I know the world they're growing up in, so I'm not like the nicest, softest, kindest, sweet dad. Hey, uh, I tell my, my children all the time, I'm your dad. I am not your friend. There you and go. Then, and then That's I turn it, around and give them everything got, they want. <laughs> got to raise. I mean, dude, I, like, again, <laughs> just girls, dude. And they're coming up in a really, really crazy time. Um, it's going to be even crazier when they get older. So it's about being strong and, and you know, 
let's make some fishing hooks out of uh out of some beer beer can tabs you know what i'm saying let's cut them up let's make some fishing hooks let's do a little project let's go there you go let's go anyhow gentlemen you guys stay blessed i'm out all right Cheers, ladies brother. and gentlemen we can't thank y'all enough for hanging in with us to this point Go check out Theo Erock TV at Iowa Talk, guys. Go go see Chef at Sunday night. You know where we're gonna be at. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Good night, everybody.